Need a break during your gaming session? Don't just take a break. Take a great tasting Coke break. An ice cold Coke is just what you need to get you refreshed for another session. Pause, refresh, keep playing with Coke. Visit coke.com slash gaming to find out more. Side here, So we could let Bill WD-40 into the chat room so he could lube us up for tonight's show. Because, you know, you always got to go in smooth for a show. WD-40 does it all the time. All right, continuing on. Random guy. Good to have you here, buddy. All right, Jeff Steve Garvey. He'll hit a home run for you. Loco Boy and Luscious Jewels. Good to see you. And Bobo, what's happening, my man? Uh, Sweet Donna C. Nice to see you. Hi, Chris. Teen, nice to have you here. And who else do we have? Nikki in Seattle, thank you for joining us. And uh, Zoria, I think I got that right. Welcome to SOR chat, thank you. Travis uh, Woostoos, how you doing, buddy? How you doing there, Woostoos? Good to have you here. Love you, man. Behalza Brad, thanks for coming on in. We got like 30 seconds. Can I do it? Can we make this happen? Hi, Mama Susan and TK's Garage, good to see you. And who else do we have here? Um, Cat Chaser, you're awesome. Thank you for coming on in. And we are caught up. Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show. Hi, Tim Mothman. And, of course, our store is open on our website. Dennis Zuniga, great veteran. Tim Fallon, how are you? Do me a favor, everyone. Horns up. Let's rock. of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on Hotsey radio talk stream live at kpnl all of our archives are free join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do old baby the favor hit that subscribe button you can follow us on twitter at spaced out radio instagram at spaced out radio show and on tiktok at spaced out radio our website spacedoutradio.com we have a plethora of features for you rock out to bumblefoot read the news wire check out our swag as well tonight's show is brought to you by chive charities help make the world 10 percent happier by visiting chive charities today you can find them on our website a power show of ufos tonight sev talk author researcher experiencer is our guest we'll bring her in here momentarily then in hour number three we're going to head to the swamp another spooky story from swamp dweller then little timmy senor will be by for the ufo report maybe we'll have a random guy sighting as well all right here we go sev talk was born in istanbul turkey but came to the u.s as a little girl growing up in virginia and washington dc suburbs her parents introduced her to spirituality at an early age she started meditating in the fifth grade and that opened up a whole new world for her she began having supernatural experiences which continued into her adult years she became a sole purpose coach conducting sole purpose readings her ability to really read her client's energy field and hear, feel, and 
see interdimensional information that was coming forward. Then came the aliens. And you know what? When the aliens arrive, you know good things are going to happen. And that's why we love it with Sev Talk here. Literally, she is one of my favorite people in (laughs) ufology. Sev, thank you so much for joining us. How have you been? Hi, that was a wonderful introduction, and uh, hello everyone who's here. I've been scrolling through the comments, there's so many people. Thank you, thank you. I saw one person, I think Stu maybe, said there's a talk Alaska, which I've heard about, but I haven't been to Alaska yet. Oh, well, you know what, I've never been to Alaska either, and it's just a uh, 24-hour drive away, north, that's it. You know, I'm closer. I'm closer to California than I am Anchorage. Yeah. Weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah, I know. It weirds me out. But you know what? I'm really excited because I get to see you and hang out with you next month at UFO Con 2023. You are going to be one of the major speakers there. And this time, it's a total role reversal from Denver at MUFON Symposium, where you were the MC and I was the speaker. Now I'm the MC. And you are this one of the speakers at this event, and I'm so excited to see you again, my friend. You are just. I was full so of- happy to hear that you're going to be there. So you're going to write my introduction. I well, I'm not going to write it, but I will get up there and say it. I wrote you. yours. Did you? Okay. I wrote everyone's introduction. Okay. Yeah. I will. I will write something. You know what? I. I don't even need to write it. I'll be honest with you. I can go off oh. the top of my head and just tell yes. everybody how awesome you are and yeah. and, and go from there. But you know what? I, I will say this, and, and I'm not saying this because you're on the air. I would say this to anybody. Ufology would be a better place if everybody had your kind of attitude towards this subject. It, it really would. I mean, it, this subject has turned so controversial, so political. Uh, the, you know, everybody's kind of dug their heels in the stand, in the sand, and and kind of made. Uh, you know, their stance on who they agree with, who they don't agree with, who they feel are trolls, who's telling the truth. And yet here there's people like you out there who are just like, can, can we just study the subject for what it is and make yes. it happen? How do you have that attitude with everything that's going on today? Uh, because I, I, I prefer to talk and discuss and deal with my personal experiences. And that's why. Uh, I'm not really, there's so many people who are really good at uh, going into the history, uh, digging up government papers, all those things, and I'm glad that they're good at that. Uh, My interest is just somewhere else. My interest is in the experience itself because it's so powerful and life-changing, and I believe it can change the world the information that experiences are receiving from ETs and non-human beings. So that's where my interest is in the personal transformation and in the collective transformation. Are you like me and many other experiencers or people who have both feet in this UFO swimming pool who believe that, you know, that when you hear the government or all of these different organizations talk about nuts and bolts and crash retrievals, we got to figure out the science behind it all. Are, are you at the point in, in your life now where you just roll your eyes and say, guys, you just don't get it. You just don't get it. Uh, it it's, I think it's old. It's old thinking. I think it, 
Yeah, that's my personal opinion. It's we can move on uh, because uh, as a society, we're becoming uh, much more accepting of our multidimensionality. And so it would just be nice if we start to uh, focus on that uh, and use that uh, as the lens through which we try to understand ET contact. Why do you think so many people still to this day kind of quash the experiencer for like, for instance, they will absolutely bash someone who has had an experience with no evidence, just their anecdotal story. Yet at the same time, they take somebody like commander David Fravor or some of these other fighter pilots or helicopter pilots or commercial pilots who have the exact same degree of story but just because they have wings on their shoulder apparently yeah. it, it, it carries so much more weight i mean yeah. do you see the contradiction there oh yes as experiencers we see that uh but my opinion is if that's what it takes for the world to hear it fine if that's where we are right now eventually that'll change and we won't need uh that kind of it's to me, it's like uh, having that kind of status is a validation of logic or a validation of smarts. And so a lot of people just want that validation given to them instead of them listening to the person and coming up with their own idea of whether they think that person is smart or logical. Uh, and I think it's starting to shift, uh, but it doesn't bother me too much. I get it. Just like in the, in the world of ufology, it's mostly men. And, uh, uh, I understand that. And I'm hoping that that changes as well. Although you hosted women in ufology conference, which, uh, I was honored to be a part of. And, uh, when you did that, I was like, that is fantastic and i wish we would do more of that uh kathy martin uh is extraordinary uh one thing that you did in your talk at denver which i loved was that you pointed out all the people kathy martin was one of them that are like extraordinary in this field but they don't tend to get a lot they don't get as much press or as much notoriety as some of these other men do and i really liked that you did that well, you know what? I, I try and speak from the truth of what I notice. The The beautiful part about being a journalist is I, I don't choose sides. And, you know, I know that's very old school compared to what we see in journalism today, which I think has absolutely destroyed a beautiful career. Uh, but, you know, there are so many different sides to ufology. And there are so many different brilliant people in their own ways and you know you don't have to have that that master's degree or doctorate in science or physics or or mathematics or or whatever it may be there are a lot of people out there who are knowing things things that they shouldn't know they're they're experiencing yeah. things that they shouldn't experience and and why should my knowledge or your knowledge or kathleen martin's knowledge or anybody's knowledge no matter the, the sex or color or creed or religion, you know, be different from those just because they have PhD at the end of their name or doctor at the right. front of their name. 
Well, that's the society we live in right now. This is the way it is. Well, I, and and I understand that, but we have a chance to change that. I think yes. in ufology, I, I really do believe that we do. It's just a matter of I think everything's just moving so fast, faster than it's ever moved before. Yeah. I, I I believe that that there is maybe just maybe, you know, time for people to to that there there's going to be a bunch of people I think eventually who are going to reevaluate what ufology is. And what it is it benefiting them and their cause for what they originally joined for? And I, I hope that does happen because I think there's too many brilliant minds that are being silenced right now because everybody wants to pay attention to what's happening in Washington, D.C. So uh, what brilliant minds do you think are, are being uh, kept quiet? I would say that... Okay, let's let's take I know you're a part of MUFON. There's plenty of people in MUFON. Okay, whether it's yourself, whether it's Mark D'Antonio, whether mm-hmm. it's Bob Spearing, who we just had on the show, Katie Grabowski, many, yeah. many others who have have seen and taken some incredible reports over the years that mm-hmm. has really mystified this entire phenomena to them, things that shouldn't even exist. Yet people are, are multiple people are having, you know, you even take, you know, a a lot of people may not agree with this, but you even take somebody like Richard uh, Dolan or Linda Moulton Howard, Grant Cameron, legends in this field who, you know, they haven't gone silent. Okay. Their popularity is probably bigger than it's ever been, but shouldn't they be a part of the conversation, the bigger conversation with everything they've learned over 40 plus years of research each and every one of them. Okay. Why are they being silenced? Okay. Why, why is everybody kind of being pushed? If you're part of ufology, in my opinion, you've kind of been pushed to the side by this whole governmental side of everything. And I don't think that's healthy, especially for the experiencers out there who just want to know one thing. And I said this in Denver, why me? Hmm. That's Mm -hmm. it. Why me? Mm-hmm. Heavy question. Yes. And, uh, well, do you believe in a higher self? I tend to, yes. Mm-hmm. A higher self that calls the shots and our so-called lower self doesn't hear the higher self often, might not even be aware of the higher self. Uh, and so it could very well be that from that perspective, from the higher self perspective, this is something that we wish to experience. So if you ask why me, ask yourself, why did I choose this? Why me? Yeah. Ask yourself. There's really no one else that can give you that answer because from every ET contact, I help experiences around the world personally and through MUFON. And people can contact me on my website, planetsev.com, and tell me about their experiences. And if they need help, I'll I'll talk to them. I'll help them as much as I can. Uh, what was I saying before that? <laughs> well, let me, let me rephrase this, because one other point that I know you loved that I made in Denver was the why now aspect of everything. 
Why all of a sudden out of nowhere has the government come out and said this? Why all of a sudden is the military talking about this and members of the media? And why has this become a hot button topic? And that question still hasn't been answered by anybody, you know, and, and I think it's one of the biggest mysteries that we have. I think it's social media is driving it. Does the social media drive everything these days? True. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it builds up and builds up and builds up to the point where you just can't hold it back. And uh, that's been shown many times. Uh, that's what I think it is. Um, because I don't think the government really wants to share anything. To me, it feels like they're kind of being forced to give something to give us a crumb. And so hoping that a crumb will keep us pacified. And for some of us, the crumbs do pacify because uh, the information that the government's sharing with us is not complete and total. And it's also laced with fear. And, And, and that's the whole point. As long as it's laced with fear, uh, a lot of people will want to turn their heads and not face it, will not want to believe it because it's such a scary thing. Should we be fearful of this topic of UFOs no. and extraterrestrials? No, I don't think we should be fearful of any topic, no matter what the outcome, but especially not this, because uh, what what's happening is we are realizing that we are in a neighborhood And it's important to know who your neighbors are. It's important to know your neighborhood. Uh, And uh, I think that's very important information because uh, knowing who our neighbors are are going to help us identify who we are, where we came from. How old are we? Why are we here? We'll find all those answers as we start to discover our neighbors in the galaxies. They they know. They'll tell us. I love it. I uh, I think that's a that's a perfect answer. Sev Talk is Thank our you. guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Sev, you know, I don't want to make this conversation political the way it's kind of started, but you know, it's hard not to to get everybody's opinion on that today in today's day and age. But but for you, you know, you're someone who you remind me a lot of my good friend, Katie Grabowski, who, you know, even though there's so much negative that's going on, there's always, you're always seeing the positive and the, and the brighter side of the picture. What is the brighter side of the picture of ufology for you in today's day and age? Oh, the ability to personally transform someone so that they're actually uh, fulfilled and expressing themselves authentically and how that positively changes your life. And then as we individually transform, then we shall collectively transform. And that's really what a lot of us want. A lot of us want to live in a kinder, gentler version of Earth. And it's going to take each and every single one of us to get there. Each and every single one of us is so important. We matter so much individually to do this work, to do the personal transformational work. And the messages that people are getting from the ETs support this personal transformation uh, to to, uh, move us in a direction of happiness and fulfillment. And how did you figure that out? Well, that's what I was told in my various conversations with the ETs. I've been an experiencer since I was a little girl And my first conscious memories are from the age of 10. And 
when I discuss my ET contact, I like to talk about my conscious memories. Uh, I, I've been under hypnosis a couple of times, but I tend to still focus on my conscious memories. Not that there's anything wrong with hypnosis. I just don't know what it is. And uh, I know it can be very, very beneficial. And if anyone wants hypnosis, I highly recommend it. Uh, I'm just not quite sure what it is. Is Are you making up those memories or are those memories real? I don't know. So for those reasons, I choose just to talk about the memories that I can consciously remember. And I have... Uh, I've made contact with a few different beings. And uh, for instance, the Greys, they gave me a lot of information about the hybridization program and uh, also uh, our possible annihilation. And that's why the hybridization program is taking place. So we're not destined to kill ourselves off, but I was told we're on the path, but it's not too late to turn around. And then one afternoon in the middle of the day, I'm wide awake and in come these two uh, light beings, blue. I call them the blues. And they were the most loving beings I've ever encountered. The love that they exuded was amazing. I say it was stronger and more than the love that you feel from your mother. There's just no words to describe it. And the first thing they said to me was, when you look into my eyes, you look into yours. And then from there, they started giving me all kinds of beautiful information uh, about our DNA, about activating our DNA, about personal empowerment, about oneness. And I'm not the only one getting these messages. There's thousands of us, if not millions of us that are getting these messages. So what do we do when we get these messages? So at the time, it can feel like, oh, I was just given a gift. This message is amazing. It's going to change my life. And then reality hits. Well, if I tell my spouse, they're going to think I'm crazy. If I tell my mom, she's going to think I'm crazy. Need a break during your gaming session? Don't just take a break. Take a great tasting Coke break. An ice cold Coke is just what you need to get you refreshed for another session. Pause, refresh, keep playing with Coke. Visit coke.com slash gaming to find out more. With the rewards from my free Keesler Federal checking account, it's like I'm getting paid to dine out. Did I mention it's free? Keesler Federal Credit Union, helping our members live extraordinary. Easy. And all that beautiful, that beautiful experience gets jumbled out with fear and embarrassment. And I don't want experiences to be embarrassed anymore. I was embarrassed for most of my life. Why should we be embarrassed of one of the most spectacular events that could possibly happen to a person coming face to face with a non-human being? That's incredible. And yet we're like, oh, yeah, but I don't want to talk about it. And so I want to break that stigma. I want to, I don't want that to exist anymore. I want experiencers to express number one to themselves to come out to themselves number one you don't have to write a book you don't have to uh, have a global stage but you do it's very important that you come out to yourself if you don't you're hiding a very authentic part of your reality and when you hide you cannot find peace and fulfillment
because it affects every arena of your life. It's not like you can say, oh yeah, I'm an experiencer. I'm going to ignore the whole thing. I'm just going to keep it out here. And then I'm going to try and be successful in my relationships and my career and my personal fulfillment. It doesn't work that way. It's all combined. If it's all combined, you know, as we got about 90 seconds to go here before we go to break, this topic will probably take us right past. If it is all combined, you know, why are many people having horrific experiences with these creatures? I mean, there's a lot of people who feel that they're being kidnapped, that they're being tortured, that they're being raped, that they're being, you know, uh, treated inhumanely, uh, you know, and on the flip side, the exact same way we would treat any other animal that we've just discovered uh, from the, from the forest or from the ocean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a, a wonderful question, and uh, it has many layers to it. Uh, I used to think that the greys were evil and horrible and that they were victimizing me and that they were toying with me and playing with me, and I did not like them at all. And that's because that was my perspective in life. I was viewing life through the lens of victimization. I had to... Ab abusive uh, marriages, and that's the role I chose to play. I don't blame them. I realize that's what I accepted. And because of that, I just assumed the greys were victimizing me too. Why not? And it wasn't until I was able to change my perspective through the personal introspection uh, in my quest to be the most authentic version of myself that I could possibly be, I, I had to deal with this hurdle of the ETs. And uh, then I realized, oh, uh, they weren't hurting me. They were helping me the whole time. There's also well-known experiences. Uh, Sev, save that for when we come back here on Spaced Out Radio, because I know we got a lot to talk about. Sev Talk, author, researcher, experiencer. We're getting into it all tonight on a world that goes way beyond this planet. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. Stay tuned. Is Dirty Filth a professional artist? Yes. Uh, here, here's something funny on Facebook. Hi, Lorian. She's like, don't forget to mention you are both going to be at UFOCon2023.com. Yes, yeah, Lorian, we you. mentioned it right off the top. We spoke for like five minutes on it. We did. <laughs> But there, uh, that's what I love about Lorian. Just when you think she's not listening, she's creeping around. You mentioned it, you <laughs> son of a bitch. She's saying, I know it. I love her. If it, yeah, was, if it wasn't for Lorian Fenton, uh, I would probably not be half as popular as we are today. Aww. We have a great team. We have a great show. We have a fantastic audience but Lorian Fenton really helped solidify my name in the public with guests with uh, speaking at her conference when when no other conference would take me she wanted to have me and I owe her so so much to the success that we have had here at Spaced Out Radio she has no Aww. she has no clue how much you know I I, I could feel her head whoosh, whoosh, yeah, I'm very grateful for her, too. And I have the feeling that Lorian can sniff out bullshit. And I think she zones in on the people who are real and true. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I just love her to death. Mm-hmm. I do. And uh, she is she is literally one of my favorite people in this field. And, uh, and uh, well, I, there's not enough kind words. Not enough yeah. kind words of what I think about her. And, uh, yeah. Did she just say, I'm blushing? Was that her? Yes, that's her saying, oh. I'm blushing, I'm blushing. Uh, so many people in this chat. Wow. Yeah, we're at uh, 208 watching right now. Oh, good. So we'll see where it ends up. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. Uh, thank you to Deb, Vaughn, and Twigbird for the Super Chats tonight. The Super Chat is a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis, so thank you. I will put them on screen here so you get to all see them. Yes, there's one. Uh, there's two. Hi, underscore Maddie. How's your hair tonight? So, Underscore Maddie, if you look at his picture here, he actually looks a lot like, uh, oh, God, what's the guy's name? Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Look at that. Oh. Doesn't he look like Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters there? can't see him which where is he uh right in the on the screen here oh oh yes uh-huh yeah. yeah do you mind singing us hero or uh something ever long or whatever could you do that for us uh, underscore maddie i appreciate <laughs> that thank you for that comment by the way uh twig bird thank you for the super chat as well uh yeah. Come on, underscore Batty, you and me. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. All right, there we go. Uh, Dennis Banky, welcome to the show. And John Jackson, welcome back. Thomas O'Keefe, good to see you. My brother, Eugene Braxton. Anki, good to see you. Super Duke, Super Duke. Gentry Anderson, the lovely and talented Gentry Anderson. Uh, we've missed you around here. How are you, my dear? Good to Hi, see Gentry. you. I like mm. her. She's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Zed. Yeah, Joey Zed. Not Z. Zed. Zed. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Kaiju, welcome. Willow Thomas, welcome to SOR chat. Oh, I like her wording here. Look at this. Hi, gorgeous. Oh, yeah? Look at this. Hi, gorgeous people. There she is. <laughs> Hi, gorgeous people. I love it. Love it. Uh-huh. All right. We've got about 35 seconds. We want to remind everybody that you can get your tickets for UFOCon 2023 by going to UFOCon2023.com. Sev Talk is going to be there as one of the speakers. Science Bob is going to be there. Melinda Leslie, Robert Perala, and many, many more. I will be there along with my favorite favorite Malcolm and Linda who will be there hanging on out UFOCon 2023 at is March 17th through 19th in San Francisco California go to UFOCon2023.com to get your tickets today I Lee the B how are you Markham thank you for the super chat and don't forget you can find Lorian Fenton and many others coming to our Vegas party May 19th through 21st. If Sev Talk wants to come, she can come too. Here we go with the second half hour. That would be fun. 
Is Filthy finished? Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag. And you can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Author, researcher, experiencer, a lady with fantastic hair, Sev Talk is with us tonight on the big show. And right before the break, Sev, we started getting into the power of experiences that people are having and how this is profound, how it's life-changing. How did it change for you when the aliens finally arrived? Hmm. Well, when I was 10 and I was in contact with them, it was a wonderful, beautiful experience. And uh, there was one particular male being that visited me for a couple of years. And it felt like uh, he was my brother. And when I was with him, it felt more real than when I popped back into my bedroom in the morning and, and I had to get dressed and go to fifth grade. And I was just really confused because all of that didn't. Need a break during your gaming session? Don't just take a break. Take a great tasting Coke break. An ice cold Coke is just what you need to get you refreshed for another session. Pause, refresh, keep playing with Coke. Visit coke.com slash gaming to find out more. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Woodwork prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seem as real as when I was with my space brother. Uh, and, uh, what really changed everything for me was what happened here on the inner banks of North Carolina when I moved here in 2017 and I made contact with the grays in two evenings, nine days apart. And on each evening they burned a red X into my tush. And that's what prompted me to finally face what's going on because, uh, up until then, and many experiencers, uh, excuse me, many experiencers can identify with this. Often our experiences are dreamlike. They're not uh, solid 3D. And uh, because they're in this multidimensional, interdimensional consciousness world, and, and it's hard to describe, but we really don't have a word for that authentic experience. And so some people call that a dream. Uh, and so when the two X's were put on me, accompanied by one of those uh, dreamy-like experiences, but very clear, 
uh, that's when I realized, okay, a dream does not put two red X's on my tush. So this is real. And then from then on out, uh, I had to decide, what am I going to do with this? And I decided, well, I'm going to face it. I'm going to face it. I was scared to death. I'm going to face it. And Kathleen Martin helped me a lot. And I had already started uh, on a spiritual journey. And so this was just a continuation of that. And so what that's done for me is now I, uh, I'm out and all the things I was afraid that was going to happen if I come out, none of them happened. Uh, I was really uh, making up these worst case scenarios in my head. If I came out and I told people I would lose clients and all that kind of stuff so far, nothing, nothing like that has happened. People don't corner me and tell me that I'm insane or crazy. Uh, and I am allowing myself to live as authentically as possible. So what that does is it makes me a happier person because I'm really in tune to the connection between my heart and my mind. And as long as I pay attention to that information of highway, that informational highway, I, I'm tuned in to what's best for me, what's good for me, what lights my fire, what gets me excited in life. Uh, and because of that, my life's completely changed. I'm much happier. The circumstances of my life are lovely. Uh, I have uh, a few careers that are very fulfilling and exciting. And I feel like I want to get out of bed in the morning. I feel like I want to wake up. I feel like I, I want to experience life. And I really didn't used to feel like that before. I was just kind of faking my way through. But there were many times I didn't want to get out of bed. Uh, and that's all in the past. It's not like that anymore. And it was like that because I was hiding myself. I was in just complete denial of who I was, what I was capable of, and what I was doing. I was in denial of a very important part of my reality, which involves ETs. Not everyone's spiritual journey is going to make them come face to face with ETs, but mine did. And I had to deal with it. But many people do have that hurdle. Many people do. And, you know, for you, you have come to accept the good, the bad, and the, the weird, the strange, along with your con contact. But so many people out there have not. I, I remember interviewing a long time ago a lady named Karina Sables, who's been on many television shows uh, up here in Canada about her experiences. And to this day, she can't hold down a job because her her contact is so frequent that she can't sleep at night. She's afraid to sleep because uh, not only are they taking her, but they're taking her family. They're taking her children, her grandchildren. And it's just been this horrid set of nightmares that she's had to live with and almost been punished by the last 20-some years. I mean, there are people who have had the other side too. Now, I personally believe that there are a bunch of different species that are coming down here that are checking us out. Some good, some not so good. But how do we decipher as people, knowing that we're supposed to be the alphas on this planet, and re in reality, if there are aliens coming down, they have full control over what we do? Well, I, I don't think they have full control of what we do. I think we individually have full control of what we're doing individually. I put the onus on each and every single person. Uh, I don't think they're controlling us. I don't. 
But there's so many others who would disagree with that. And I agree. Yes, I agree I with you. Trust me. I agree with you. I'm, I'm on team Sev on this one, not just because you're here, but I argue the good part of this whole thing as well. You know, mm-hmm. I have, I've had one horrid experience, one horrid experience that I just, I refuse to talk about. And, but the rest of them haven't been so bad. It, it's almost been like a, a wall of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before we went to a uh, break, uh, I was saying that there's some well-known, very well-known experiencers who've also changed their tune. Uh, now, years later, uh, they don't think that the experience was quite as horrible as they initially thought it was because, because now they can see that there was a lot of growth there for them through that experience, positive growth. And so I just remind everybody, perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. What's your perspective? Uh, If you are walking around with the cloak of victimization, it could very well be that you can take a beautiful experience and turn it into a horrible one through your lens. Very true. Easily as well. You know, Mm -hmm. but there are people out there who've never had an experience, Sev, and they want that experience. And they're like, I don't care if it's good, it's bad, it's ugly. You know, I just want to know that they are there. I want to know that they exist. I want to see them. I want to I want to be, know what it's like to be abducted. And, you know, I always tell people, be careful what you wish for. Yes. You know, I mean, but for people who really are trying to create that type of of experience for themselves. How do they do that? What is there a proper way? Well, the easiest way is through meditation because meditation uh, allows you to enter a state where you can communicate with other beings and entities in the other dimensions. And it also has to do with your personal frequency. If you have a, a higher personal frequency, you'll align with higher frequency beings. And if you have a lower personal frequency, you'll align with lower frequency beings, just like we do on Earth. So it's really pretty easy to figure out what your vibe is like by looking at your friends and your reality and your situation. And so just like on Earth, we're going to align with light frequencies. When we go through the dimensions and through the galaxies looking for friends, we're going to align with similar frequencies too. So that's one thing. I do have on my YouTube channel, uh, Alien Spirit, uh, a series that I created uh, with guided meditations at the end with music and my voice to help people connect with otherworldly beings, whether they're spirit guides or dead people or ETs. Because if you're meditating, what happens is it takes you to that, I call it the playground of the consciousness, where all these beings are. So what happens so many times is experiencers, They come in contact with an ET, and the next thing they know, they're having a lot of supernatural and paranormal experiences because you've entered that playground where they all are, where they all play. And so meditation takes you to that playground. I say that's the easiest way to make a connection. Do you recommend uh, when you're in meditation to really focus on the good parts, putting out that good energy, that positive energy? Yes, absolutely. It's crucial. Uh, I have had one scary experience with what I call an astral men in black. 
And it was attached to a friend who was uh, uh, staying a few days with me. And uh, I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, did I ever tell you this story? I don't know. It's a pretty interesting story. Uh, so she came to visit me and she was a spiritual teacher and uh, the first time at my house and the first night we go to sleep, she goes into the guest room and in the middle of the night, I wake up because she came into my room and she said, I'm afraid. And she got into my bed and I went, oh, and I was awake because I lifted my head off my off the pillow. I'm like, okay. And then I felt something behind me and I turn around and at the foot of my bed, just feet from me, was this tall, black being. It was blacker than the blackness of the room with like the fedora hat, the suit kind of thing. And it was exuding the most horrible energy. And the next thing I knew, I could feel its energy come out of it. And it came right into me. It felt like it grabbed me. And it was just trying to pull my essence out. And it was very scary and it was very strong. And I just kept saying to it, you got to go, you got to go. You can't do this. You can't have a piece of me. Like I would not let up. And it eventually went away. And that is a message that I'd like to share with everybody. You are in control. You are in control. I could see how easily this being could take over somebody because it was so strong and it was so powerful. And it felt. Need a break during your gaming session? Don't just take a break. Take a great tasting Coke break. An ice cold Coke is just what you need to get you refreshed for another session. Pause, refresh, keep playing with Coke. Visit coke.com slash gaming to find out more. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like we were engaged in this energetic battle. And at the same, so then I went to sleep after it left. Woke up in the morning, go down to the kitchen. My friend comes down and I'm like, did anything weird happen to you last night? And she goes, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm like, okay, what happened? Well, the same time this was happening to me, even though she claimed she didn't come into my bed, she said, well, I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked out the window, the windows over the water, and I saw in the sky a hologram of Jesus Christ, or I saw Jesus Christ. And I heard in my voice, we can do this. We can create holograms, put them in the sky, make it look real, and make you think whatever we want you to think. At the same time, I'm dealing with this astral men in black. So I think they're combined. Neither one is a good experience. What do you think about that? Because you know we've heard stories about a fake invasion. I think that a lot of times they play to your fear. I really do yeah. believe that they play to your fear at times. And it, it's something that I never really understood, you know, because in the end, 
I think we we hold power, but we forget that, and they use that that forgetfulness mm-hmm. to their advantage. I I remember one time when I was taken, I was, I, I, I and I've got about a five second glimpse, ten second glimpse of this entire event, where I was standing and there was five grays around me, and they were all the taller five and a half to six foot grays, but I remembered how weak they were. And how one had a hold of my left hand. And I remember the one saying, oh, blank, he's awake, he's awake, he's awake. And I shook my my left hand free and I punched the one that was standing right in front of me. And it felt like I was punching a bag of silicon or or a or rubber or you know, like soft rubber or something along those lines. And I just remember watching that one go flying into into this darkness. And the next thing I know, I was out again. And I wake up in my bed and I'm like, wow. (laughs) You know? So you punched one. I Mm. have punched one. I have. I've heard about other experiences punching. Yeah. The the bad experience that I had, uh, I'll go to the end of it where I saw the little dude who did it to me, who who uh, um, who was there. I'm going to assume he was there operating on my eyes or my back or whatever it was. And what scared me was as he was walking down the hallway, and I'm sitting there yelling at him, screaming, uh, all hell-bent re- revenge at him, he... Uh, he was followed by a little baby. What? And uh, like a, you know, a toddler who's just learning oh. how to walk. And yeah. the only thing that I knew it was a boy. I, and what I remember of that toddler following him was the diaper. The diaper was luminescent green, like a, like a glow stick type of green. And there were black and luminescent red veins running through the diaper. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting because I saw a four-legged being that had its skin was so thin. Chris Bledsoe saw the same beings that I did. He lives just a couple hours from me. Uh, Being with white skin and it was so thin that you could see the veins and everything through the skin. That's very interesting. Well, I know this was a diaper because it, it was a full uh, full on baby standing right there. So, uh, any thoughts about who that baby was? I've gone under hypnosis with Geraldine Roscoe about it. Okay. So, you have an answer for yourself? I have an answer for myself, okay. which should be obvious to the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not ready to admit it. Yeah, well, I felt the same way when they showed me a baby in a tube. And uh, I felt something was behind me and I turned around and there were three grays, tall, medium and short. And this is before I knew they came in different sizes. Uh, And I had a Milab experience after that where they explained the different sizes to me. But anyway, when I was looking at this baby in the tube, I felt absolutely nothing for it, nothing and uh, its eyes were open. It was the bluest eyes I've ever seen. And uh, even though its legs were positioned where I couldn't tell what it was, I knew it was a boy. And um, 
then when I came to in my room, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to forget that. And then I, I was reminded of that by the Grays when I had my experience in Roswell. And uh, even now, it's hard for me to say that that baby had something to do with me. And uh, I've also been asked to heal sickly babies. It was kind of uh, a Milab experience. And uh, were those babies attached to me? I don't know. But even though I've had all these experiences, it's, it's still, it's hard to say. There's just some things that even though you know they're real, they're just, it's hard to say. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, but why do you think there is a hybridization program going on right now? Well, what they told me in Roswell was that they have billions of embryos and there's millions of people involved, many of whom don't even realize that they're involved in the hybridization program. And so I just got information about the program between the greys and the humans because uh, I think there's others. Uh, I think there's also some that involve humans and I think maybe those are the ones that are making the sickly babies. Uh, but going back to what the Greys told me, they said that they were on the brink of extin extinction because they no longer had the ability to be empathetic or sympathetic, and they lost that ability. And so uh, the hybridization program is with human beings, for the most part, who are very loving, who tend to wear their heart on their sleeve, and also, for the most part, people who have uh, stronger than normal psi abilities. And so these embryos that they're uh, designing are very loving, very kind, very intelligent, and uh, very psychically strong. And uh, there was a worry in the galactic system that maybe uh, a negative group of beings would get a hold of all these embryos and turn them into killing machines. And I was told that these embryos are so loving and so kind that they would make rotten killing machines. And so not to worry about that. Uh, and the embryos are being made to reseed this planet if we annihilate ourselves. And we're on the path, but it's not too late. We can turn around. Oh, yeah. We, we can definitely turn around. And, you know... I, I have a lot of faith in humanity when it comes to that. You know, I like to see the good side of life. I've learned that from my buddy, random guy. But uh, the idea behind uh, the, the fact is we got about two and a half minutes left that they are taking embryos. They are taking sperm. They are potentially creating a future society if necessary. Is is this something that they would, would do strictly on this planet or would they go to another planet that's in a Goldilocks type zone and and set up humanity there or are they already maybe I don't know I don't have personal experience in that but uh it would make sense I mean why not what about those who are ha who have this happening through my labs or mill labs yeah and so I have about five or six conscious memories of those two. My first conscious memory happened the very 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 first time I talked to Kathy Martin. She was so kind she spent about an hour and a half with me skyping and that was one of the most important conversations of my life and I told her I was scared of the government 
you know, having them knock on my door or tap my phones or something. And she said, yeah, that happens. It used to happen a lot more than it happens now, but it happens. And uh, after our conversation, I called my mom and a few minutes into the conversation, my landline just went dead and it never died before. It never died again. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the government. They know, they know me, they know me. And uh, even then I was like, well, all right, the cat's out of the bag. If it is the government, what am I going to do now? Like, I'm not going to quit now, even though I had no idea that I was going to write a book. I had no idea what I was going to do with any of this information. And then that night I had a Milab experience where I was taken into uh, a room because uh, I remember going downstairs and it was very government-like, drab colors, not much furniture. Uh, the men are always the same in their 20s or 30s, short hair, drab clothes. And I was taken to this poster. And I have draw- I made drawings of this. It was a poster of a flight path of a spaceship. And it had a bunch of... Uh, formulas and mathematical equations. And I have a uh, bachelor of science degree in biology from Loyola. So I took a lot of science. I don't remember what any of the formulas are. And uh, the man standing next to me turned to me and asked me, when does the spaceship uh, arrive at its K point? And then I found myself in my bedroom. I don't remember what I said. And on that and note, told- on that note, I'm going to get a hold on right there. We're going to continue with the My Lab Talk when we return on Spaced Out Radio. Sometimes we've got to build a little drama going into hour <laughs> two, and we have that with our guest tonight, Sev Talk, author, researcher, public speaker, experiencer. Yeah, she does it all in the UFO field, and we love her around here. Sev Talk will return for hour number two of Spaced Out Radio, where we'll get into Millabs and whatever else comes up. Your questions as well. Stay tuned. Spaced Out Radio right after this. All right. We are clear. Wow. Let's see what uh, Dirty Filth has up for us here. Oh, Dirty. Mr. Dirty. What do you have for us? Hi, Dave. 1947? Is that what that says? I'll be right back, guys. It's, it's going to be the 1947 original. So, nine silver UFOs. Ah. Over Mount Rainier. Yes. Thank you. What do you do with these after you paint them? Take pictures of them, share them on the internet. Oh, Okay. Eventually, they'll go in my my second book. Oh, your second book. What was your first book about? Uh, just a bunch of cartoons about aliens and everything that I've been drawing the last couple of years. Oh, really? Oh, I'll have to check that out. Is that the name that you go by? Filth? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if I Google use... Dirty Filth, I'll find you. If you... Just go to filthy.com with two Y's. You can find me. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay, good. There's all my cartoons in my book and my calendar is on there and everything else. Wow. All right. This is a good show tonight. Thank you. I'm, I'm lucky, too. The cats haven't harassed me very much. So. Oh, you have cats, too. I have cats. There's 
four of them in my little tiny orchestra here. Four? You have four cats? Oh, that's so nice. Well, technically two old cats and two kittens. Are they strays? No, they're all from farms, though. Farms? Yeah. Like a like a country farm. Yeah. You have two kittens. Hmm. Yeah, they're causing a ruckus right now, but that's okay. They'll survive. <laughs> Can't hear them. Oh, I don't like this brush at all. Oh, what kind of paint is that? Uh, I use watercolor for the background. Watercolor? And okay, I'm just using some acrylic for the, for, okay. the, for, the, for the craft mm-hmm. to make them as shiny as possible. And the, I just, yeah, the, the acrylic just makes it pop a little bit more. Yeah. Trust me, it'll look good once I ink it up. It looks like a blob of nothing right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, yeah, if you come to the Vegas party, I'll give you a little free piece of artwork. I made, I made like a million art cards. And I'm just going to hand them out to people. And... Yeah. When I went last time, I was just handing them out to people on the elevator. It's like, what are you here for? I'm like, UFO party. They're like, oh. Just like walk away. They didn't even blink an eye. But then again, it's Las Vegas, so there's all types of crazies there. That's nice of you to do that. I would love to go to one of those, one of your parties. Do you uh, do you put your cards into print? Not the art cards. Those are just 100% unique and Mm-hmm. I just hand those out. There's only one ever made of each one. Oh, okay. But the you can buy prints and junk if you ever want. I mean, I got a, mm-hmm. hundreds of paintings on there. Maybe not hundreds, but actually maybe close to 100. Wow. And when did you start painting along with the interviews? Because you weren't here the first time Dave interviewed me. No, I, that was about, that was last July, I think. Mm-hmm. Dave's like, you want to go on the show? I go, oh, I got nothing to say. He's like, no, I mean, draw cartoons. But like, oh, yeah, sure, I can do that. Oh, it's such a good idea. It's so different, and it's so cool. Such a such a clever idea. Well, it gives something. Gives, it's interesting because people just get to see the p- progression from sketch to final end product. Mm-hmm. And it's usually something about aliens or UFOs or whatever. <clears throat> see, was see there, there was was that like the man in black at the bottom of your bed? <laughs> A little bit, yes. Let me see what that says. Knock, knock. It might be at my door. Oh. So if I go for a break, I'll put that down sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I feed my cat snacks. Yeah. Oh, that's a good picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> It's got my hair is totally accurate, Dave. Hundred percent accurate. You having fun, Sev? Oh yeah. I'm having a really wonderful time. You know it's what is it here? One AM? Uh for me it's ten oh five right now. Okay, it's one. I think it's one. But I'm wide awake. Good. Good. We'll push through for another hour here and have some excitement and fun. It'll fly by. Uh-huh. Fly by. Yeah, yes. 
Oh, yeah. I want to say a big thank you to Deb, Vaughn, Twig Lord, Eric, and Random Guy for the super chats. Very much appreciate the love. Both Sev and I will be in San Francisco March 17th through 19th at UFO Con 2023. A plethora of great speakers there, including Science Bob, Melinda Leslie, Robert Perala. We'll all be there hanging on out. I will be there too. You can get your tickets at UFOCon2023.com. We'd love to see you there. And we'd love to see you at our Las Vegas fan party at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas, May 19th through 21st. Hang out there with us and come party with a bunch of friends. That's what we're doing. We're going to have fun. So let's get our number two underway right now. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Ubi. Ubi is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Yep, it is that time where we bring back our guest, Sev Talk. She is an experiencer. She's an author. She's a researcher. She is someone who helps those who are going through some major UFO and alien experiences themselves. And there's nothing more that she wants to do on this planet than to help people out. Sev, thank you so much for being here tonight. My pleasure. I love being with you and your listeners and your viewers. I'm reading the comments and uh, Penny says that she's never owned a cat, but I love black cats or blue kitties. Somebody else, did somebody else say that they've only owned black cats? Because I have black cats and I've had very supernatural experiences with my black cats. For instance, one time I was, I dreamt that my cat was in the closet. So I woke up and I called for her and she didn't come. So I got out of bed. I went downstairs. I knew exactly which closet it was. There were several. I walked right to the closet. I opened the door and she came out. So what was that? Did she come visit me in my dream to tell me she was stuck in the closet? Because she's done that before. Every time she's stuck in a closet, she tells me she's in the closet because she's black and she just goes in there and you don't even see them. Uh, I love cats. Love, love them. I love all animals. I love dogs too. Uh, Cats are extraordinary, but there's something a little different about black cats. They seem to be more plugged in, although cats are so plugged in. But black cats are a little different. But I, I'm not prejudiced. Like, I love all cats. I don't have to, they don't have to be black for me to love them or, or to own them. Uh, and there's also someone else here uh, who said that they think they might know me. It's Twigbird60. Well, there you go. 
So yeah. it feels like I know you. You mean uh, energetically or personally or well, I don't know. We'll, Do we'll we know find out. Other? We'll okay. find out. That's the beauty of having a live chat room while we do this talk and have these shows. We'll find out. <laughs> we will. Right before the break, we were talking about my labs, which are called military abductions. That's what it's short for. You know, some people who have had these experiences claim they are absolutely. Need a break during your gaming session? Don't just take a break. Take a great tasting Coke break. An ice cold Coke is just what you need to get you refreshed for another session. Pause, refresh, keep playing with Coke. Visit coke.com slash gaming to find out more. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Absolute nightmares and have experienced some yeah. absolutely horrific thing. Have, have mm-hmm. you ever figured out what the purpose of these my labs are? They feel like a debriefing because uh, experiencers are given information about the hybridization program, about uh, uh, scientific innovation, um, about uh, spiritual concepts that are very self-empowering, and uh, and other information too. And I feel like we're debriefed, uh, and this information is used. Uh, in the five or six memories that I have, two were bad. One was just god awful because I was mentally tortured. It was just terrible, absolutely terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, and um, they wanted me to do something that was psychic in nature, but I wouldn't do it because I knew that only bad things were going to come from it. So I refused. And when I refused, I was just mentally tortured. And I don't even want to talk about what happened. Um, Not quite ready to talk about that. Actually, the Milab experiences have been the hardest for me to come and talk about publicly. I just recently started talking about them. Because it seems like when human beings are involved, they just make everything gross and (laughs) worse. Yeah. I've had a number of people who have talked about this subject on the air. Uh, Samantha Moat, Melinda Leslie, Misha Johnson, Lorian Fenton, and many others who have spoken about these MyLab events. To me, I want to dig into this just for a little bit here. Not, Not so much about your experiences, but the overall understanding of this from what I'm understanding. Do you think this accounts for you know, many uh, or the real hidden secret behind UFOs that maybe the government does know what is going on and does have an inkling of who's being taken and who isn't? Absolutely. Now, I don't know if this is the U.S. government. I don't know who these government types are. I have no idea. But whoever they are, they're very well aware of what's happening. But I don't know who they are. They're speaking English. They seem American. But I don't know if it's our government, some other secret group. I have no idea. But they know. They absolutely know. And I'm sure that that information is shared. I really do think that uh, if not 
um, if not our government, then maybe an organization higher than our government uh, knows who the experiencers are. Do you think there is a list somewhere that that could tell, you know, who's been taken and who hasn't? And if so, yes. how, how would they get that list? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they know. I do not know how they know. See, that's the other thing about, well, now talking about the United States government, we all know that they've been uh, involved in psi warfare for years, doing uh, all kinds of uh, secret government programs, uh, exploring the psi world and psi abilities. And so can they also enter that playground of consciousness that I was talking about and mess with us? Is that what that astral men in black was? Was that something sent from the government through the consciousness? Um, they Do they know how to do that? Maybe they know how to do that. I don't know. This is something that is, in my opinion, still one of the biggest question marks that we have regarding the subject. The only thing we really know about it is that people are experiencing it and it's, it's uncomfortable for a lot of people to even speak about because it is happening to men. It is happening to women. It doesn't matter what religion you are, or what, you know, how you grew up, whether you were affluent or, or completely dead poor, it really doesn't seem to matter. Uh, but these experiences that people are having regarding this, where they see people, uh, usually men in military type uniforms, and sometimes they will they will be followed up with conversations with, you know, very angry, grotesque looking reptilian or mantid type beings that would scare the daylights out of anybody. I mean, it, it's just like it's made to be absolutely horrific yeah and it can be so most of my lab experiences were neutral so i've had two that were bad one of those was wretched uh one of the neutral ones which i mentioned earlier was uh i remember twice i was in this room and i was sitting at this table and i was looking into the room across from me because we were there, there was a partition of a glass window so i could see in it and there was a guy standing next to me and a tall gray was brought into the room across from me. And he said, this is the original gray. And then he, they took that one out and they brought in a shorter one. And he said, that's the hybrid of the original. And they took that one out and they brought in the, the smallest one. And he said, that's the hybrid of the hybrid of the original. And with each one, sentience uh, lessons. And so it was obvious that the tiniest one was much more robotic in nature. And that makes sense because those are the ones that a lot of people see. And they're really specimen gatherers. Mm -hmm. And what do you mean by specimen gatherers? Well, the ones that come and uh, grab uh, specimens, whether it's flora, fauna, or something off of our bodies. Right. Right. So for you, when, when you have talked to people who've had these type of experiences as well, how has their situations differed from yours? The Milab experiences? Yes. Almost all of them are very, very similar. Uh, um, 
there's an experience that I don't have a, a conscious memory of, uh, which uh, many people have experienced being in a cave or being underwater. Uh, and they're in a very busy environment. Katie, Katie Grabowski experienced this, uh, where she was in, I think she said she was in a cave-like area, and there's uh, ETs there, and there's human beings there, and there's a lot of activity there, and everybody has a chore to do or a task to do, and everyone's really busy, and work's being done, and uh, it's like a well-oiled machine. And I've talked to several experiencers who've had that, experience. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but uh, that seems that it's Milab oriented as well. Wow. Wow. Have you ever had any MK Ultra type experiences? To go Not that I know lines? of. Not that I know of. Yeah. Uh -uh. That's something I wouldn't want. No. <laughs> No, let me back to the uh, the my labs for a quick second. Do you believe that maybe they are part of some secret space program? Possibly. I don't know who or what this group is. Uh, anything's possible. Uh, just about anything is possible. Do you really want to find out? What do you mean? Well, I don't know the answer to that. I'm saying, like, is this something that you would love to find out in, in the ongoing mystery yeah. of it all? Yeah, I want to, I want the answers to everything, no matter how difficult. And even if the answer throws everything that I believe out the window and I have to change what I believe, okay, fine, I'll do that. But I just want the answers. People ask me, why do you think the two X's were put on your tush? And uh, I think it's because uh, that's where our kundalini energy resides. And when your kundalini energy is activated, uh, one thing that happens is that you have got to know the truth. You've got to know the truth about yourself, and you're just driven to know the truth about everything. And that's what happened to me after uh, those two X's were put on me. I was like, man, I'm on a path of authenticity about everything. I want to know the truth, and I will deal with the truth. If I don't like it, I'll deal with it. Can you deal with it alone or do you need a team around you? Oh, it's always good to get help. It's always good to get help. So after the second X appeared on my body, I had an existential crisis, existential crisis. Uh, and it was then the first time in my life that I admitted that I needed help. Uh, and I didn't know who it was going to be, but I just... Uh, I just figured I'll just let it organically happen. And it happened to be Kathleen Martin. Uh, and I really recommend people reach out. It's so easy these days to get help. It's ridiculous if you don't get help, if you want it, because it's so easy. It's not like it was 10 years ago. Uh, all you have, there's so many Facebook pages and so many other people who are helping experiencers that help them for free. It's really easy to find. And so please, please have someone help you. Or you can go to MUFON uh, and you can have someone from MUFON assigned to you, to you, and they'll help you too. Also, the experiencer resource team, which I'm on, uh, I'm on also on the executive committee, and the experience resource team deals only with people who've made direct contact with an ET. <coughs> Who's got and aliens out there? Who's got aliens? Bring them to Seth. Bring them to <laughs> Seth. If you got aliens, 
She wants to see some of them aliens. It's just that simple. Just that simple. I don't blame you. I don't blame (laughs) you. Hey, we've all got aliens out there somewhere. You know, that's that's what it's all about. I want to get leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts provides more than just the right parts for your repair. Our professional parts people can also offer free check engine light diagnosis. We can scan your vehicle and provide a list of possible fixes. Find the right parts for you or recommend a great local repair shop. Don't ignore your check engine light. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Some audience questions here because I want to get them into the game here, if you don't mind. And we should let's start off with Eric here. Is there a way to reach out and initiate a contact experience? Yes. Hello, Eric. Thank you. Uh, Through meditation, I find is the easiest way to make contact with non-human entities. Uh, And uh, as I said earlier, I don't know, maybe you, I'm not sure if you heard it or not, but on my YouTube channel, Alien Spirit, I created a series of three videos that talks about the importance of the uh, quality of your energy, because that's going to determine your experience or how you perceive your experience. And I also created... Uh, guided meditations with music at the end of each of those videos that helps you communicate with another worldly being, whether it's an ET or a spirit guide or a dead person. But meditation is the easiest way to uh, initiate contact. Excellent. All right, let's move on to Amy here. Can you please come forward and share how we can heal and love? Uh, Individually? I would assume that uh, has to do with our alien friends. Oh, she's talking to the aliens? Yeah. Oh, she's telling the aliens, please come forward and share how we can heal and love. Yeah, I think yes. that's it. Oh, yeah, that's good. I love that, Amy, because that's what they're doing. How yes. do you love an alien when they sneak into your room at night and don't even tease you? <laughs> Well, some people welcome those visits. They're not scared by them. You know, for for up until just a couple of years, a few years ago, right uh, right after I wrote my book, was the first time I was able to look at the cover of Whitley Strieber's book, Communion. Up until that point, there was no way in hell I could look at that book. I couldn't read anything about UFOs. I didn't know anything about UFOs, really, when I talked to Kathleen Martin. Because I stayed away from everything. I didn't even know about MUFON. I wouldn't watch anything. I wouldn't read anything. I watched Close Encounters and I watched Star Wars. But I didn't want anything to do with it. It was just hit too close to home. It just scared the hell out of me. Now I'm the exact opposite. Whereas before, 
uh, if I walked through the house and the lights were off, I would close my eyes because I did not want to see what was there. Now I walk through the dark with my eyes open. And that for me is a big deal because I'm like, okay, if you're here, like I can take it. I can see you. Just just let me see you. I'll be able to take it. I'll, I can deal with it now. And I didn't used to be like that. There you go. And let's go to Wham Bam Ham. Can we contact them through our dreams and astral projection? Yes, that's a very good question. Thank you, Wham, Bam, Ham. Absolutely. Uh, just like through meditation, because you can uh, achieve astral projection through meditation as well. It's just uh, whatever it takes, meditation is the best way to get there, to get to that place where you're focused in the other dimensions. And so you can hear, feel, and see interdimensional, multidimensional information. And so you make contact with interdimensional, multidimensional beings. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Have you, have you ever astral projected? Yes. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Have you? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, one of the times I was sitting on my couch meditating this is when I was living in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, all of a sudden, this lady appeared. My eyes are closed. She appears right here. And this, uh, this um, energy beam opened up. And she said, uh, would you like to follow me? And I said, okay. And I didn't recognize her. So we both go through this energy beam, and I end up, at the ceiling, at the top of a hospital room. And I look down and I see her get into the bed and I see my friend, my good friend and her brothers. And I realize it's her mom, my good friend's mom, whom I had never met before, but she had been in a coma-like state for years. And so I said to this lady, oh, you're, I'm not gonna say her friend, my friend's name. Oh, you're Susie's mother. And she said, yes. And I said, oh, you just died. And she said, yes. And then ding, I pop out of it. And 10 minutes later, my girlfriend got in touch with me and she said, my mom just died. Oh my goodness. And I didn't say anything to her at the moment. Later, I told her what I experienced. And she she really got a lot of peace from that because to her that meant her mom left her body before uh, she was in too much pain and that made her feel good. I remember telling a friend of mine when I, when I was uh, astral projecting, she, she was a, a major into astral projection and she's like, okay, I want you to come over to my house. And okay, so I I go over to her house, astral project over to her house. Except I had her house reversed. I thought her back door was her front door, and the front was the back. And so I look. I remember looking, opening the door, looking to my left, and I'm explaining all this to her on the phone. I said, "I see your cat." Oh. I said, "I see your cat sitting on the couch, and it's staring into a blank screen uh, on your television." She goes, "Well, good. The television's off." You know, she comes back and I said, well, where are you? She goes, I'm in the kitchen. So I make my way to the right, see the dining room table and then go into the kitchen. And I said to her, I said, okay, I see you at the end of your counter. Uh, are you ever going to throw out those rotten bananas because they look disgusting? And she says, well, actually, I'm making banana bread tomorrow. So <laughs> that was. That's a 
extraordinary day. Was that in a meditation? No, How did you get there? Just astral traveling. Meditate. Yeah, yeah meditate say? in. Yeah, meditate in. It's relaxing. Yeah. That that detail that you saw is really something. Yeah, the bananas just make, makes me laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but the rest of it. Well, it's pretty dangerous. You can go and enter into anyone's home or into anything. Why don't you go enter into the government offices and tell, report back what's going on? Well, I would do that, but my friend Random Guy would would uh, slap me across the head because I'd probably get myself in trouble. And he's <laughs> he's kind of my uh, my uh, unicorn bodyguard on that end. Oh, is he okay? Yeah, Random so guy. I do have to I do have to be careful with that. You know, we got one minute left. Let's. Uh, go to T2E here when we were talking about aliens earlier in the abductions, you know, she says, well, what if you don't want to play with the aliens? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I believe that uh, you are always in control and you just demand that it end. Uh, the problem is often we demand that it ends, but we don't mean it. You have to mean it with every cell in your body and it'll end. Uh, Kathleen Martin uh, also says this, uh, and this is because, uh, we believe that our higher selves are in play and uh, you determine uh, what you're doing uh, from that perspective. If you want it to stop, you just say, I'm done. I'm finished. There's no nothing here further for me that I want to explore. And it has to end. And on that note, we're going to end this half hour. Hard to believe we're already 90 minutes in. We have Sev Talk, author, researcher, experiencer, public speaker of anything UFO and extraterrestrial. And she will be appearing with me at UFO con 2023. Go to UFOcon2023.com. Meet us in San Francisco, California for the big event, March 17th through 19th. We're going to have a blast talking some aliens all weekend long. Tickets on sale now. Spaced out radio continues with your questions right after this. Stay tuned. Woohoo! There we go. We are clear. Was that it? Are we done? Oh, we got half an hour. Oh, okay. That painting <laughs> looks really good. Or that watercolor. It's beautiful. Well, let's uh, let's bring Dirty Filth in here and explain <laughs> kind of what he's got here. The, ori- the 1947 original. Um... Oh, those are the UFOs flying through the sky. I thought those were moons. Yeah, they're those UFOs. So, so I Kenneth think Arnold's seen those nine discs floating over the over the mountains there, Washington yeah, State. The mountains probably could use a little more snow. I love it. It's too late now. It's really good. Thanks. Yeah, Filthy's pretty talented. We like him around here. We do. Even though he's got webbed well, feet. It, even though he's got webbed feet, we still like him. <laughs> it helps with his swimming. True. Yeah. Very true. Uh, Filth, are you going to go down the slide into the pool this year that goes through the the shark tank <laughs> at the Golden Nugget? No. Yeah, you don't. You're like a cat. You don't like getting wet. No, it's, I, I just don't like pools very much. <clears throat> I go to the pool. I go when I go swimming, Dave. I go with all the old people. 
That's funny. What do you mean you go with all the old people? Where do you go? Well, I just go just swim back and forth in the pool. Oh, I see what most, you mean. Okay. Most of the old people just sit in the hot tub and everything. So okay. get the pool to myself. I want to get one of those things you can put on your back and it looks like a shark fin and swim around the pool and scare people. Thin, li- Thin Lizzie says you lick yourself. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Self-clean as well. She saw you do this in Vegas. Oh, my God. More than likely. Did you charge for that? (laughs) Everybody gets one for free. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Random guy says, Golden (laughs) Nugget has some of the best urine in it. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Well, couldn't it be worse than the West Edmonton Mall swimming pool that they got there? Yeah, but they got the water slides that that are there, too. Those are terrifying. I would totally do them. Totally do I them. I did them once when I was a kid. Never again, dude. Never again. Oh, you're that guy, though. You're scared of your own shadow. I am. I'm a wimp. But you're one hell are of a Are you an experiencer? Filth? No, I don't think so. Okay. Are you sure? I'm I'm pretty normal. <laughs> okay. Look at Tim sneaking around the back there. All right, yeah. we we've got a few minutes left here. Let's see. Where are we here? I'm I'm just monitoring the chat room here. Yeah. James H., welcome. Well, let's see here. Like this. There we are. Hi, everybody. We are still here. Uh, let's see. 241 people. Do me a favor if you haven't already. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. It really, really helps with our algorithms. Makes our channel stronger and better. Makes people actually want to watch our stuff that we produce. Apparently. That's what all the, the million uh, view people get say. So I'm buying into that. <clears throat> well, let's see here. So, Dave, when's the when's the wrestling match? I we don't can witness El Alvni uh, Volador get beaten up. El Alvni Volador... Uh, he is terrible. He's a terrible human being. 
He is. You you don't want any of him, Sev. When El Avni when El Avni Volador shows up, good morning, Commonwealth Andrew. Uh, when El Avni Volador shows up, he gets really potty mouthed. El Avni. Yeah, El Avni okay. Volador. Uh, by the way, dirty mm-hmm. filth. Uh, I do I do need to talk with you about uh, the a plan that uh, I kind of had pop into my head for Vegas that I thought would be really cool. Well, just use the old dirty filth sky signal and I'll come talk to you. Mm-hmm. Just flash lights up in the sky. Uh, thank you to our super chatters, Deb, Vaughn, Twigbird, Eric, Random Guy, and Susie B. And uh, here we go, everyone. We pass the halfway point of Space Down Radio tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. I want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go, everyone. We are talking with Sev Talk. We have her till the top of the hour where we are going to get into all things UFO and strange and weird and astral traveling and whatever else takes place. She's an experiencer. She's a public speaker, researcher, author, and helps people with their really, really cool ET experiences. And let us say hello once again to you, Sev. We have you till the top of the hour. Thank you for coming here. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. You make me laugh so much. Why? And even your talk at the uh, symposium was funny. You're just a funny, funny person. That's because I'm over. Nice. I, I I'm overweight, so I use humor to compensate. What? Just kidding. Okay. I'm good. kidding. I'm nice. kidding. Uh, half kidding, but nonetheless, um, (laughs) you know, you know, the worst part about it is, uh, Paul Hynek, good friend of yours and mine. He's not funny. He's not funny. What is it with you two? Well, it goes back to 2020 when, and we got to get Paul Hynek back on the show. He hasn't been on forever. Yes. I love him. Uh, it goes yeah, back to 2020 when uh, we were doing this thing at UFO Con called Liar Liar, <laughs> and uh, this game that we play for prizes. And Paul just kept on getting louder and louder and louder, and then he he uh, you know was trying to be funny, and it you know he it was like it was like watching Whoopi Goldberg try to be funny. You know, certain things are impossible, and and. So when it got to UFOCon 2022 last year, I went and put in a couple of slides in my in my <laughs> my speech reminding people that Paul Hynek wasn't funny 
and don't laugh at his bad puns. And then so Paul the next day fired back at me during his speech and uh, put my head on top of an alien body and said this is what Dave Scott really looks like when he takes his clothes off. And so when we got to Denver and Paul was there and and uh, Paul was sitting in the stands and I had to remind him that, you know, <laughs> he's just not funny. And uh, so it's this, it's this, you know, it. the thing is people take it seriously, but it's all in great fun. All in yeah. great, great fun. Mm-hmm. It is funny to hear you two just kind of take jabs at each other in front of everybody. I had mm-hmm. so many people coming up to me after Denver. Do you and Paul Hynek not get along? No, we get along great. <laughs> well, what was all this stuff Uh-oh. between you? Oh, that's just joking. That's yeah. just joking. Yeah, you can tell it's through love. Oh, yeah. He is. Respect. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. Very brilliant yeah, man. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. nice, too. He's let's a get, nice guy. Let's get to more audience questions. Donna Spencer, who we love around here. We call her sweet Donna Spencer. Yeah. She's like, what about those black-eyed kids? What do, what do you think's going on with them? Yeah, Donna, hi. That's a really good question. I don't recall seeing any, uh, but I've talked to lots of people who have. Uh, so some people think that those are hybrid children. Uh, some people also think that the black eyes are like sunglasses or a shield to cover their real eyes. And so are those hybrid children with black eyes or are those hybrid children that have to wear the shields over their eyes? I, I don't know, but those are uh, some of the thoughts that are out there. Uh, uh, I don't know. Has Donna seen a black eyed kid? Uh, who is it? Somebody, I know a couple of people who have told me that they've had actually black eyed kids come up to them, uh, knock on their door. Uh, I think Stan Romanek even said that too. I don't, I've never met Stan and I don't know where the UFO world stands with Stan. Uh, but I think he also had that story. All right, let's move on to Kaiju here. Sev, do you know if the Roswell crash did in <laughs> fact happen? No one's ever asked me that question before. No, I do not know for a fact that it happened, but I believe that it did. All right. There may be some people in our chat room who know what happened, but they're not going to say anything. Weirdos. Uh, let's see here. Let's uh, go next to... Well, let's stick with Kaiju here for a second. Second question. Do you have implants? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. You mean you've never woken up on the table and felt them cutting you open like in the back of your head? And you lay there and scream while they are pulling your skin forward on your forehead? Nothing like that? You know, the other night I watched Fire in the Sky with my boyfriend because he had seen it before. And uh, and uh, Travis is going to be at the uh, the convention, right? Is Travis I, I don't think Travis is there this year. Oh, okay. And so that what you just described uh, reminded me of, of that, although he says that that was grossly exaggerated. Uh, I do not know of any implant. However... I do occasionally have uh, geometric shapes burned into my body. Especially on your buttocks. 
On my buttocks and on my thighs. That's where all the activity takes place. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's cute. Obviously, the aliens like your booty, and they just, you know. I don't know. You know, maybe. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I will tell you, <clears throat> you know how you your body gives you signals yes. um, when someone tells you something about whether they're telling you the truth or not? And so if someone tells me something and my thighs start to tingle, I'm like, oof, that's truth. That's my signal is a tingling in my thighs. So there's something with that part of my body that is uh, really relevant to my experience and how I perceive things and how I receive information. I don't know why. Gotcha. All right, let's get to another question here. This one from Lovey Love. How can someone know if they were a targeted individual, either by human agencies or aliens or demons? How how could someone know? Uh, well, chances are that you're having some kind of memory about it. Uh, that would be my answer. Uh, if you are, in fact... Um, I don't know what you mean by targeted in individual, but uh, if you are having experiences by the human agencies, ETs, or demons, uh, you have most probably had some kind of experience that you can consciously remember. It's really hard to have those kind of experiences and not have an inkling. Some people, most people have an inkling, but they don't want to go there. All right, let's move on here. A couple of questions from Eric. Who's asking, so in order to make contact, we basically have to suspend ego and conscious mind. Uh, suspending ego is always a good thing, but no, there's no reason to release the conscious mind. Because uh, I call I call it the, the, the playground of the consciousness where we meet all these beings, where we're all connected through consciousness. So, no, you don't want to escape your consciousness. If you could even, I don't even know if you can escape your consciousness. Follow up from Eric. Thank you, what Eric. Do you, what do you think of Robert Monroe and the Monroe Institute? Yeah, hypersync. Sure. So lately, I've been, do you know about the hypersync meditations? Uh, I've heard them, but I've never done them. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I've recently started doing them, and uh, they're really uh, remarkable. Uh, so I, I haven't really investigated a lot into Robert Monroe, the person, uh, but of course I know of the Institute and, uh, I think it's, uh, a very interesting place. I wish it wasn't so, ex uh, expensive. <laughs> it's very expensive to go and try and learn. Uh, uh, but, um, from what I know about the place, uh, I think it's, uh, remarkable and uh, a benefit to society what's going on there excellent it really does open your mind <clears throat> it really does mark is asking sev do you think they being the aliens guide our paths in life that's a good question mark thank you i think if you allow them to yes if you allow them to mm -hmm. if you want them to if you ask for their guidance and uh, their higher knowledge, yes. Fantastic. 
Fantastic. Let's go to Christine. Oh, Dave, how did you learn to do that? Oh, that's the astral travel part. I just did yeah. it. Meditated and did it. Said, this is what I want to do. It's that simple. Wow. It's that simple. You didn't take a class or anything. Yeah. No. no. Good. I'm glad to hear that, that that's how you did it. Good. Yeah. You, Everyone you, you can know what, then... though? A lot of my own personal experiences, I just found out that I could do it without knowing how. I love that. Don't know why. Because you innately can. Because you innately can. We can all do this. Don't know why. I'll give you an example. Tim, our news guy, him and Terry Hall had a motorhome up in Utah. They were setting up, uh, trying to get some, some shots around Blind Frog Ranch and capture some video of UFOs. And I was sitting in my studio right here at night listening to our after-hours show on, on the... Um, on the YouTube channel. And I called up Terry. I didn't realize it was 1111 when I called. I said, Terry, you need to do me a favor. I said, you need to take your cameras and point them. I said, go to due north and then like a clock, go to between 11 and 1130 and put your, your cameras up at this angle. I said, you're going to catch something. Now I'm in British Columbia. They're in Utah. And they started filming. And there were four UFOs that were in a diamond shape. Then moved into wow. a, moved into a triangle, then a pair, and then morphed into one and disappeared, just like that. So, how did you get that download of information? I just knew. It was just the knowing. Just did knew. you see something? Hear no. something? No. Just knew. Just knew. Well, how did you know to trust it so much that you gave those directives? Because I've turned. Everything around to the point where if I didn't, uh, I I didn't want to be like one of those, damn, I wish I would have said something. I had too many of those. You know, <clears throat> you know it, it's like I'm the kind of guy I can predict things. But usually, like, if, if I'm betting on sports, I usually predict the loser, never the winner. And, yeah, it's weird. Like the other day, uh, last weekend uh, for football, I predicted that uh, both, uh, you know, uh, Cincinnati and San Francisco would win. They both lost. Bet against me, what I'm saying. Bet against me to make money. <laughs> no, but uh, but on a, seri- on a serious note, I mean, our good friend in our chat room, Eric Markham, him and I were talking on the phone. Oh, this going back. Five, six years ago now, him and I were going back on the phone and, and we saw, you know, you take one of those those flashes in the sky and that flash happened probably 20, 30 miles away. And while Eric was on the phone, I I kept on saying, can you come over, fly over my house? Flash. Can you keep coming closer? Flash. Where are you? I don't see you. Are you on your way to my house? Flash. And it kept moving closer and closer until I think on the 19th, 20th, or 21st flash, it was right over top of my house. I'm like, Eric, I wish you could see this right now. But he was on the phone with me while while I was doing it. Could you see it or was it just a light? No, you, you just a light. Was it an orb? No, it was, it was, it, it was nothing. It was just nothing there and then flash. Then nothing there, flash. Nothing there. Flash. When was the last time you had an experience? What kind? 
Uh, ET contact, <clears throat> excuse me, or seeing a UFO. Uh, October, so late September, October. I was uh, I saw a triangle morph in the sky. Morph? Yeah. So uh, we were out in our, at our Sasquatch area in the middle of nowhere in the forest, and uh, I turned to see who was walking up behind me. It was my partner. I asked her where our son was, and she goes, he's in the back of the truck. I turn and look back up into the sky where I was looking, and there were two white orbs sitting there in the sky. Right where I was looking. And there was only about four or five seconds in between me looking. There's nothing there. Turning, looking back, and there's two orbs sitting in the sky. And then the third one appeared to make the triangle. And those jerks knew. Those jerks knew because the minute I went to pull my phone, because, you know, everybody's always like, what about proof? We need proof. I don't believe your proof. What is proof? Your proof sucks. Right. You know, those people. That's like 98 percent of ufology. And and so I literally pulled my phone out of my pocket. I'm going to get a picture of this thing. And as soon as my phone came about two thirds or three quarters out of my pocket, the two bottom lights blinked out. And the third one started to fade away. Yeah. They knew. They knew. Yes, that's happened to me too. They yes. Knew. You know, but that was my last UFO experience. A uh, couple weeks after that happened, we uh, we saw a 10-foot Sasquatch in the forest. Same area. So that was cool. I've seen one too. I didn't know you've seen one as well. Oh, I've seen three. I've interacted oh, with a couple others. We. Uh, what do you mean by interacted? Like communicated? Well, we didn't know at the time, but we got chased out of the forest by them. We got chased out of the forest. Oh. Uh, they didn't want us there, and it was like uh, hearing the Sierra sounds. We heard them talk. We heard the one talking to us. Ooh, I just got chills! Wow. Yeah, the one was talking to us. So. Yeah, my thighs are tingling. It's the truth. <laughs> oh, I, I don't I mess. I don't mess around with this stuff, man. I, I, oh my gosh! You know what, though, I will say the scariest. And I told my audience this: you know, in between the UFO sighting and the Sasquatch sighting, there was one weekend there where we went up and we we went up at, at dusk, and there were four of us: me, my buddy Mark, my partner, and my son. And the minute I turned up our logging road, now I've been up and down this road a hundred plus times. Okay. And I know this road like the back of my hand. And that time, the minute I turned on that logging road, I got, I, I was feeling dread, complete dread. And everywhere I looked on that road up to our Sasquatch spot, I would look on the side of the road and I would see leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. 
Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about committing to you from day one. Body Armor's got you and here to help you commit to your fitness goals. Buy any Body Armor products at your local store and Body Armor will give you 50% cash back to put towards your fitness journey. Now through March 31st, commit to fit with Body Armor Sports Drink. Visit www.bacommittofit.com for full rules and shop now at retailers nationwide. Pareidolia in trees and in bushes of alien gray heads. And it was so scary. Uh, We were there for, normally we go there for anywhere from two to five hours on a night. And that night we were there for 40 minutes, did not let my son out of the truck, didn't trust it, kept my truck running and the doors open. Only time I've ever done that. And we did, none of us left within 10 feet of the truck. Like, it was so scary out there. And all of us were picking up something like, there is something bad out here today. Bad. Bad. I think personally, in talking to a few intuitives that I know, and I'm kind of leaning this way, but I think there were aliens in the forest that day that weren't too pleasant. And Mm -hmm. if we would have stuck around, some bad stuff would have happened. Mm -hmm. Because it even felt like we were being followed. Out of uh, on our way out. Mm-hmm. Got a few more questions here from our audience. Let's go to Beachy. Starseed children are they the same as dark-eyed children? Mm, you know that's such a good question. There's uh, so much terminology these days. Starseed children. Maybe to some people they are the same thing. Maybe to some people, a starseed children are human children that have activated ET DNA. I believe we all have ET DNA because we all come from the stars, and some of us have activated more of our multi-dimensional ET DNA than others. Uh, is that what a starseed child is? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, I can't keep up with all the terminology these days between the indigo children and the this children and the that and the that. I don't know. All right. Let's continue on here. Well, let's go to Thin Lizzy. Do you recall any past life memories for yourself? Yeah. Thank you, Thin Lizzy. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I've been able to go into meditation and see some of my past lives. Uh Uh, I also went to regression once because I can tell my clients what a past life is. I I call them consciousnesses because I believe all of our consciousnesses are happening at the same time. So I really don't like to call them past lives. Uh, uh, So I can take, I can tell uh, my client what a one of their lives is, but I can't take them there. I don't, I don't, I'm not a regression therapist, so I can't get them to feel it. Sometimes when you feel that life, it's very therapeutic. So when I was living in Baltimore, I was looking for someone who, who could do uh, regression therapy that I can refer my clients to. So I found out about uh, someone and I went to her and I had it done with her. And uh, whoo, that was an interesting experience. I cried. I mean, you really live it. You are there. And it was profound and it helped me heal some things. So I can, I remember them. 
cautiously through meditation or even uh, through that state right before you fall asleep and also through uh, regression therapy. Thank you for asking. Let's go to Susie. So we got two minutes left. What is the purpose of them showing you windows of events? Are they meant to be remembered? Thank you, Susie B. What do you think she means by windows of events? Well, a lot of times uh, extraterrestrials will show you things that have happened or could happen, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's wondering what what do you think that means? Yeah, messages. Uh, What is the event? Uh, Is it in Africa with all the little kids? Oh, what is the name of that event? Yeah. Uh, And the little kids were shown uh, pictures and were told to take care of the earth. So there are messages for us uh, showing us the inevitable if we don't take care of the earth and some other things too. There are definitely messages and lessons. Final question from our audience tonight from Nancy. Mm -hmm. Permanent marks, do you think they're like branding you? Well, the red X's went away. The geometric shapes, everything's gone away. Uh, I had a skin missing, even skin that was missing on my body has come back and grown in. So I don't have anything left. Everything seems to go away. I don't have anything permanent that I can see that I know of. As far as the branding, maybe it's a branding, maybe it's an activation, maybe it's a healing. I don't know. I don't know either. Sev, do us a favor. Tell everybody where they can find your books and uh, when you're going to be speaking at UFO Con 2023. Thank you. Uh, my book, You Have the Right to Talk to Aliens, is right here. Uh, endorsed by Kathleen Martin. She's graciously did that, is on Amazon. My website is planetsev.com. And one of the reasons I named it Planet Sev is because I actually have a planet and a star system named after me in the Star Wars galactic system. And uh, my planet was mentioned in one of the recent episodes of Star Wars Andor. Uh, I am on YouTube, Alien Spirit, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I, I can't think of anything else. I will be at uh, UFO Con in San Francisco in the middle of next month. I will also be at the McMenamins Festival in Portland, Oregon. Nice. Sev, we love you around here. We will talk to you very, very soon. What a great show with Sev once again. She's one of my favorites in the UFO world. Coming up next, we're going to head to the swamp. Then our resident Timbit returns for the UFO report. We'll be right back. Great show, Sev. Oh, great thank show. you so much. You're so gracious. You really are so gracious. I love you, Dave. Love you, too. Thank love you, you too. Okay. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric would like an autographed copy of your book. Uh, Eric, if you uh, get a book, I will get it autographed for you in uh, in San Francisco, and then you could just get me back in uh, Vegas. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We'll do that. That works. That works. Well, we'll let you get some sleep now. (laughs) I'm not going to sleep now. I'll probably be up for another hour or two. (laughs) Love it. Much love. Much love to you, my dear. We'll talk and see you soon. Okay, bye. Later. Sev Talk, everybody. How awesome was she? How awesome was she? I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
And then pretty soon, it's little Timmy Senor time. He's freshly shaved his bald head just for all you tonight. We'll be right back.
right. We're almost back. All right. Hey, remember, you only have until April 1st to sign up for our VIP for the Vegas party. Yeah, we want to see you all there. I think we got about 60 people so far that are coming. About 60. We'd like to see around 100. So if you have it already, let's get uh, let's get you going. You just check the ticker down below. And if you're listening on podcasts, you could go to info at spacedoutradio.com. And uh, you can make things happen for yourself. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, because we want to see you all there. We do. Yeah, little Timmy Senor will be there. Yeah. Timmy's looking good. Hi, Skip to Malu. Nice to see you. Thank you to our super chatters tonight. Blue Cruise, Susie, Random Guy, Eric, Twigbird, Vaughn, and Deb. I say, uh, Timmy, are you sticking around for some Random Guy after? All right, I'll send him the the old link here. Remember, we will go to overtime for a little bit here at the end of the show. That way you guys get your random guy fix. Hi, Coral. How are you? All right, here we go. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Here we go with the third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on that beautiful planet we call Earth. We want to say hi to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. UB. UB is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is that time of the night, once again, where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. My name is Bree. I am a 21-year-old female and I live in a small town in northern Ontario. The stories I'm going to share all took place in a house my family and I lived in until I was 13 years old. None of these stories are in chronological order, due to how young I was when they took place. The first story I will share was with my younger sister, Mac, who was two years younger than me, and at the time I was about six years old. We were playing outside one summer day. 
The wind was blowing particularly hard, and our mother was watching us from inside the house. To give a visual of the layout of our home and yard, our house was known as the backward house since it was built backward. So, our mother was able to watch us while doing dishes in the kitchen. There was also a massive hedge separating our house from the neighbor next to us, and there was a considerable distance between the hedge and our home. My sister and I were not playing any games, just running around and having fun as kids do. Suddenly, out of nowhere, I and my sister froze like statues. We both looked at each other and simultaneously looked at the space between our home and the hedge. To our surprise, there was a woman there. She was wearing a beautiful long green flowing dress, and had equally beautiful, long, wavy red hair, and was very fair. She seemed to float rather than walk, and seemed fixed on where she was going. As quickly as we noticed her, she vanished into the basement wall of our home. My sister and I then took a look at each other, and honestly, we both looked incredibly puzzled. I did not want to say anything to her at first, because my sister was known to copy me, and I did not want her to say she saw something just because I had. After a few seconds of silence, my sister with tears in her eyes said, Did you see that? All I could muster out was, uh huh. We then ran to our mom sobbing that some old lady had just floated into our home. My mom, not wanting to scare us, said, Maybe it's your guardian angel, stopping by to make sure you're okay. That seemed to ease our nerves a bit, and we were soon back to playing around like nothing had ever happened. As I got older, the experiences in that home seemed to become more sinister. My bedroom had been moved into the basement, and I remember regularly seeing a dark shadow crouch in the corner of my bedroom at night. I had nightmares every other night, and had a constant feeling of being watched all throughout the house. My mother would later admit to me, once we moved out, that she was even afraid to walk around the house at night, and fears something being around the corner. Another story I remember vividly involves my brother who was seven years younger than me. My brother Gio at the time was about two years old. We were sleeping together. It was extremely late at night and for some reason, I just could not fall asleep. To this day, I do not know if he woke up or said this in his sleep, but out of nowhere he says, Bree, Bree, do you see it? See what? I reply. The eyes, he whispered. What eyes? I asked, to which he points behind the door. Obviously, at this point I'm crapping my pants. I tried getting him to repeat what he said, but there was no reply. I quickly picked him up and brought him into the living room with me, where we both slept on the couch. I have many other stories about this house, but I will end it on this one. I remember somehow, I built up the courage to play downstairs by myself with my littlest pet shops. I was in my toy room that was attached to the laundry room in my dad's workshop. I had set up all my things in a little circle to make a town, and I was sitting in the middle of it. At the point this had happened, I was sitting facing the houses that were up against the wall. The light in the room I was playing in was placed above and behind me, so if someone walks in the room, a shadow would be cast on the wall I was facing. So as I was playing, I had an overwhelming urge to look up. When I did, I witnessed a shadow move from the right of me to the left of me, heading out the door into the rec room. My first thought was, well, maybe my dad was in his workshop and I didn't know. So I look up and out the door and there is no one there. I look back down at my toys and realize my dad is a bigger guy, and I would have heard him walking, 
and I would have seen him in the time I saw the shadow looking out the door. I book it up the stairs and get the hell out of that basement. As I said, I have tons of more stories that I will submit in the future. Thank you for sharing my story, Swamp Dweller. And if anybody in the comments has had any similar experiences, definitely let me know. And that's why we love the Swamp Dweller around here. It takes us on another spooky journey each and every time when we hang out with him. Kicking off Monday through Friday nights, hour three on this show. If you want more from the Swamp, all you got to do is go to his YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads. Hit subscribe and you have lots and lots of stories there for your picking. Yeah, it is good. What also is good is we head to the swamp, from the swamp, to the stars. It's a little Timmy Senor in the UFO report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. We love it when little Timmy Senor joins us for a night of woo around the world. And how you been doing, buddy? Good to have you back. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. So much fun tonight listening in on Sev Talk Talk. Yeah, she She's is great. amazing. She is amazing. I mean, you, you brought up the night of the UFOs that we had this summer. And in fact, I saw little Gentry Anderson in the chat. She was actually a witness to that. That was an amazing night of UFOs that you brought in on us. Still don't know how that happened. Still don't know how that happened. It's incredible. Incredible night. It was weird. It was weird. It's one of those things that, you know, a guy like Random Guy would say, yeah, right. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, we were the right team for it to happen to. I mean, we captured it on all kinds of. I still haven't seen that. I still haven't seen that film, by the way. There's still so much to go through. I have hours and hours and hours of stuff to weed through still. I want to see that. I want to see what you guys saw. But that's good. I'm excited to show it. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you're here. Glad glad, glad it's going on. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere you could redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com live the Chumba life no purchase necessary we're prohibited by law T plus terms and conditions apply see website for details when you stay at a Verbo you always get the whole home not part of it but the whole upstairs the whole downstairs, the whole fridge, the whole backyard, and the whole nap room. Because is it really a vacation home if you have to share it with a host? Only whole vacation homes. Always all yours. Book on the Verbo app. And it is going on. All right. We're going to start off over in Russia, where not only is Vladdy the poutine... Talking about, you know, launching some nuclear weapons against the West, which, by the way, Vladdy, not a good idea. Not a good idea to bring the whole world down on you. 
you know, because I guarantee you, Vladdy, if you press the button, you're not getting out of this alive, no matter how many of us you take out. Seriously, you're not getting out alive. And your people don't want that either, you know. But nonetheless, Vladdy is was apparently buzzed by a UFO. Imagine that. Imagine that. With their antiquated technology over there, do we really think it was a UFO? I don't know. I really don't know. But what do you got on this, Tim? Yeah, let's discuss. Uh, So Vladimir Putin was buzzed by color-changing UFO, spotted by four independent Russian planes as he makes his speech that was incurring threat of nuclear war against the West. So mysterious objects spotted changing colors during the Volograd visit. Uh, This was Putin marking the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Stalingrad, and the UFO sighting occurred during the speech on the post, during the exact point where he was discussing the escalation of nuclear war. And so pilots in, in multiple Russian planes reported a UFO buzzing the Volograd area when Vladimir Putin visited the city on Thursday. And so the extraordinary accounts say the unidentified object was changing color and height in the sky. And so a report by Telegram Channel said that the UFO was seen and reported to the aviation authorities by crews of four separate passenger planes. And so Putin had flown to Volingrad under close security to attend ceremonies linked to the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Stalingrad. And the incident came as the dictator hinted at the conflict going on and escalating out towards the West. And he said, we don't send our tanks to the borders. And then suddenly during his uh, speech, these lights were discovered flying just above the dictator as he was continuing on through his speech. And so the channel continues to report that the crew of an Airbus A321 of S7 Airlines operating during the Sochi to Moscow flight was 12 minutes before reaching Volograd in an altitude of 10,000 meters reported that they observed an unidentified flying object at right angles to the plane to the left side, and the object was changing color and height and the direction of movement. And so the channel monitors air incidents and added later the crews of the Air Flot S7 Airlines and a separate flight, uh, the Rosoya SU-635-8 flights, confirmed that this information was occurring after flying near the Volingrad area. And so both both reports came in at the same time, followed by two more reports from other independent flights, both giving similar explanations and descriptions. And so the timing of the other sightings were not precisely revealed. However, the sighting was around three hours after Putin's arrival and occurred as he took part in the commemorations. So it was quite a saber-rattling speech, and it often, you know, can take place in these you know, rocky times, but very interesting that the reports came in not only from the uh, 
from Putin himself and his uh, crew that he works very closely with, but an independent flight crew from four separate flights. It kind of lends a little bit of reality to the potential of this being something not of this earth. But again, a lot of information is hidden behind that curtain of information. So Dave, please, your first thoughts on this. Well, a couple things. I mean, if you are celebrating, you know, 80 years later, the life of Stalin and Stalingrad, it really shows what kind of a, a jerk you are in human as a human being. Stalin was not a nice person. This is a guy who had no problem killing his own people through World War II and other conflicts that were going on as he, you know, built up the communist regime. All right. Not a nice man. So if you're celebrating him, you need a good shaking. Okay. Second of all, Vlad, I'd fight you on the ice. I would. I know you love hockey, Vlad, but I want to take you into a corner and I want to pop your head off like a zit. I do. I'd body check him. I would. I have no problem with that. Third, third, here's what I think. There is a lot of really, really cool stuff in the sky that we don't know about. And to me right now, considering the tension that Russia is bringing the world right now, on wanting to launch nuclear weapons at the West and, and you know, just kind of go a little haywire. Something tells me that there are some birds in the sky that may be hidden from the public who are just patrolling over there knowing that the Russian radar can't do anything about it. And I don't think he saw UFOs. I think he saw something that basically... You know, if he if he wanted to act smart, could have done something seriously damaging to him. That's what I think. There are not a lot of people on this planet right now who who love uh, the twenty twenty three version of Vlad the Impaler or Vlad the 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 failure in in Ukraine. You know, but I, I don't know. I'm just not uh, a big fan of his. I wouldn't want his autograph. You know, I wouldn't even hug the guy. And I'm a hugger. Still like to take him out on the ice, though. I'd trip him. I'd cross-check him. I'd I'd spear him. I would. Right. I would. Right. I do find the four independent reports coming in from the flights interesting because um, that information potentially is real, and those reports were real. And uh, the fact that two of them came in at the same time and then the following two came in um, after, um, I still feel is pertinent and potentially lends to credibility. I mean, obviously, this is one of the few reports that have made it through. Um, we've heard one other report coming from Russia earlier that potentially described some UFOs, but um, I believe was triumphantly shaken down and squashed. But hopefully, I mean, we consider them uh, because, you know, historically, Russia has had a lot of interest from UFOs and they haven't really been too discreet about those stories. I mean, they have leaked uh, quite a lot of UFO reports historically, so there's no reason to doubt that this is potentially a real UFO report. 
Okay. And so I find it interesting just simply because it comes from independent aviators, not just one report. Um, the timing I also find interesting because, yes, perhaps there was some interest from the UFO at this time, you know? Um, why not? I doesn't guess, that, doesn't that sound too coincidental for to you, though? That, uh, you know, here here's Vladdy acting tough, all right? Knowing his missiles will never get through. Because, you know, I mean, he's still using those old those old things from the 50s. And all of a sudden there's UFOs flying over top of him, watching him. I just think that is uh, something that... And you know me, man. I'm always about the aliens. I love the aliens. But I've learned a lot since Random Guy came into my life. I really have. And... I would say that it probably isn't isn't from outer space, but you know what? The technology that is probably being flown around that we don't know of is probably so advanced we wouldn't recognize it as anything else but a UFO. So I just think that, you know, when Putin or somebody along the, that ilk that is causing a lot of havoc in this world, I really think that they're watching him 24-7. And if he's out in public and he is out, you know, I, he is out, you know, making statements, they're going to try and freak him out a little bit. I really, really do want to, I really believe that. They're going to want to freak him out. They're going to want to put something up there that he has never seen before. And they're going to hide it as a UFO. But in the end, they're probably sitting inside the Kremlin right now. Oh, what was that? What was that? What was that? We've never seen that before. The yeah. aliens, they they don't like, like Stalingrad. Or the aliens are partying with us. Whatever. He can think whatever right. he wants. Right. And, and obviously, to um, report the other side of this story, obviously, there's so much propaganda that comes from that country. It's hard to weed out the truth from... Uh, propaganda potentially and this ufo story could obviously be one of those hype page turning sort of clickbait if you will to right. get some attention to the actual uh speech that he was giving on this day that was so important to him celebrating uh, did, did they say what the shape of these craft were did they look like boomerangs did they just look like orbs in, in the sky what what does the report say they looked like um, the description was simply that they were lights, uh, color changing, going from blue to red, you know, which is not uh, typically ideal when it comes to UFO. Obviously, our friends in the know typically tell us that these colors are flight of some sort of our uh, of our own, of our own, excuse me. And so um, I find that significant also that these are some of the signals that would send up a red flag that is it's ours. However, I just want to go back to the fact that four Russian planes were considering this a UFO and reported it such, you know. And so this was in a controlled airspace, so it would have been something that they wouldn't have had on their radar. And it does go into some of those details in the article from uh, the Daily Mail. But um, some of the other highlights there are that, you know, these objects were color changing. And so that is typically a red flag when it comes to UFO. 
um, again, uh, so little information and so little data, really, it's hard to tell. But again, you know, like you were saying, are people in the know and guys like random guy here, he is right on screen just saying that's not a UFO. Um, so, you know, we need to consider the report behind the report. And why Absolutely. is that? And I think you hit yeah. the nail on the head there as so we got about a minute to go. I mean, there's so much propaganda coming out from both sides uh, on that. And l- l- let's just face it. We know it's getting ugly over there. Uh, you know, Ukraine re- uh, just uh, said that they've, they've lost over 150,000 uh, soldiers and people so far in this bloody conflict. And we don't know how many Russia is has lost yet either. But, I mean, the whole idea behind it is this. We just got to be careful with everything that we read out of there, you know. And this is now, what, the third report of UFOs that we have heard, one from the Ukraine and now two from uh, Russia in regards to UFOs. And, hey, we do know that there are some strange things that fly over battlegrounds during the wars and and it might ju- not it might be ours it might not we we don't know you know i'm tending to think blue and red lights that sounds very very earthly to me on that very earthly but who am i who am i who am i little timmy senor will be right back with the ufo report after this break And we love it when Tim is here. When we return, we're going to get into a U.S. Navy fighter pilot saying he witnessed UFOs and then UFOs and science. Oh, yay. My favorite topic, Tim. Thanks. Spaced Out Radio continues with the final half hour right after this. Hi, Derek Galloway. How you doing? And, um, hi, Wim A. Nadeau. I'm going to assume that's William A. Nadeau. And, um, who else popped in here? I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I think it's the American government just messing with them. I really do. If I if I was in the U.S. shoes right now, knowing that, you know, he's he's in one hell of a predicament. He's in an unpopular war. His parent, his uh, peers aren't fans of his, but they're afraid of him. His country people are protesting and getting thrown in jail by the hundreds every day for protesting this. They don't want it. Nobody wants it. He's only going off his own ego right now. Right, trying to reform the old Soviet Union. And us Ukrainians are fighting back. He didn't expect that. He thought it was 1918 all over again. Bastard. Here's you not political. Love it. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sure it's here's. Do you know why? No, no, please. I do know why. And this is an excellent platform. Please express. Okay. My great-grandfather left Ukraine at 14 years old because he watched his brother and his brother's friends get slaughtered by the Bolsheviks in the Bolshevik Revolution. They were killing all the young men, so that way they couldn't fight against them. Okay, so my great-grandfather at 14 years old, him and his buddy had to hide their way down to the Crimea 
to hop on a boat to get to France, to hop on a boat to get to uh, England, and they had to stow away in order to hopefully survive to get to this this place that they heard of called Canada, where all the Ukrainians were getting free land or close to free land. Okay, because Ukrainians and Russians were some of the only people who knew how to farm in those type of temperatures. Okay, so my great-grandfather and his buddy, not knowing a word of English, not even knowing how to talk to people about their name, hid themselves until they got to Vegreville, Alberta, okay, where eventually my grandfather was born, my great-grandfather was born. I don't know my relatives over there. I don't. This is personal, okay? And, you know, I'm just going to bite my tongue there because I don't. Please. Here's the, th- you know what, man? Um, I see we only have a little bit of time before we go back, but I'm going to tell you, there are two little Ukrainian boys in my daughter's class, and um, they don't speak English perfectly, but um, <clears throat> my daughter totally immediately befriended them. And they're the sweetest kids, and they're exchanging artwork, like, daily. And it's just a beautiful thing. And I feel like we're reliving a lot of what you're expressing in your family history right in front of our face. And it's so important to be aware of that. And so, please, anytime you can bring that to the forefront, you must. Because that's a beautiful story. You know, it's funny because my great-grandfather... Never in Canada during World War II, you had a choice. You could go to the when you were drafted. You could go to the war, you could go to uh, the mines, or you could go into the bush camps. Okay, my great grandfather made his like uh, he had four sons. All of them were drafted. Okay, and he begged each of the sons not because of what he saw from the Russians. He begged all four sons not to go to war. That's why I'm alive today. Okay, because of my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather was so destroyed by what happened, he ended up committing suicide at 55 years old when his buddy, who who he stowed away with, uh, died young in a tractor accident. Okay? And and so my grandfather, being depressed over that, uh, offed himself. And... I look at it is that brave kid at 14 years old is the reason why I'm here. Okay. And then I'm going to be 50 years old this year and I've never had to deal with any sort of stuff like that, man. I told my dad, if I was 25 years younger and I didn't have any kids, I would go over there. I'm that angry about it. And I don't even know why. I, but I could be standing right beside a relative of mine. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know. I don't know anybody on that side because how would I? It's been 100 years. Yeah. Right? So, but it just, it's one of those things that just, it's personal. And I think a lot of Ukrainian people are feeling it's personal. So, either way, here we go.
down to third. We're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears. I want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on with the UFO report. Tim Senor is here for a little bit of fun in the dark, talking some UFOs and a U.S. Navy fighter pilot says he witnessed a UFO and now is stomping his foot on the ground saying, Congress, you must reveal the truth. What's going on here, Tim? That's right. Ryan Graves has contributed to The Hill in a new article. As a former U.S. Navy F-A-18 fighter pilot who witnessed unidentified anomalous phenomenon on a regular basis, he puts this uh, article forward in his request in the government and former presidents and members of Congress. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you visit Arizona, Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com both political parties and directors of national intelligence, hopefully in the object of demonstrating that there are extreme capabilities routinely flying over our military facilities and training ranges that we don't know exactly what they are and are unable to mitigate their presence. And so this concern is being pushed forward in this article and hopefully getting the attention of a lot of people, not only in the Hill and on the Hill, but in this recently published article, he goes over a lot of his objectives and hopes to represent that UFO and UAP potentially represent a hazard to flight safety. And the report also preserves that the last year's review of the 26-year reporting period that some UAP you excuse me, some UAP may represent advanced technology. Nothing unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities can explain. And so mysteriously, no UAP reports have been confirmed to be foreign so far. However, just this past week, a Chinese surveillance balloon shut down air traffic across the United States. And so how are we supposed to make sense of hundreds of reports of UAP that violate restricted airspace uncontested 
and interfere with both civilian and military pilots. Now, here's the hard truth. We don't know. UFO and UAP are a national security problem, and we urgently need more data. And so we go forward here asking, why don't we have more data? And Ryan Graves likes to believe that it's because of the stigma and the fear that has been attached to this topic. And so the first active duty fighter pilot to come forward publicly, he is about talking about all of the regular sightings of UAP and how they are so often and active. He looks forward to possibly getting some support um, from further people that may come out in witness protection. And he is talking about uh, the next ODNI report and how he hopes to see a little bit more transparency. However, he summarizes that his sentiment in Congress is still um, as Senator Kirsten Gillibrand expresses and summarizes in the sentiment that in Congress, well, there are so many of us now in the Intel Committee and Armed Services that we are going to stand by the service members who documented this stuff. They have it on video. They have it on radar. They have it on heat sensors. They have everything. And so with all this new data, hopefully they are going to push this forward. Now, again, we understand that this is kind of pushing the threat narrative, and that is a little bit of a danger to a lot of people that haven't seen actively any real threat. And so let's just consider that as a result of the 2023 NDAA, it requires an audit of all government involvement in UAP since 1945. And hopefully, historically, we may get some records to support this. And so how are you feeling on this new push to get this in front of the hill and this narrative that we're kind of seeing come forward again? Um, it's kind of at an inflection point. What is your opinion? Well, I'll tell you, I actually tweeted Ryan Graves and he never responded. And I asked him this, where's the threat? Show us the threat. All right? Show us the threat. And he never responded. Because here's the thing. Ryan Graves is a brilliant guy. He is very well known. He's very smart. He's very educated. He's got some very strong people behind him regarding his new UFO research. And I think it's great. Okay, but like Sev Talk said at the beginning of this show, we don't need more nuts and bolts. Okay? What we need, if you're pressuring the government and you want to pressure Congress to get to the bottom of this, Disclose. It's not about uh, eyewitnesses. It's not about military witnesses. This is a world problem. And in my opinion, there are too many people going around and around in circles saying the same things just out of different mouths and different voices and different personalities. The, uh, the fortunate part for Ryan Graves is he has, because he's a fighter pilot, was involved in one of these situations where he saw these Tic Tacs on his radar, but I don't believe he actually saw them with his eyes. 
Okay, here we are hearing the exact same thing that Elizondo said, which is the exact same thing as Mellon said, which is the exact same thing that David Fravor said, which is the exact same thing that Alex Dietrich said. Explain to me if I'm wrong. I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong. We need pressure. And people like Ryan Graves need to provide that pressure. But what are you pressuring on? Nuts and bolts. Well, yeah. So I think that this article makes it very clear that it is literally the nuts and bolts that is concerning. That we're sharing airspace with a question mark. We don't know what it is. And we need to know what it is. I don't think that they're putting any like any like positive or negative it just exists and so potentially we could fly into it it could be in our way we don't know um i did however find it a little disconcerting that the chinese balloon was mentioned in this article because that's not uap you know that's not something unidentified um, it is in our in our shared airspace, and so it is a concern, but it shouldn't be considered UAP, you know, and so I, I was a little bummed to see that. However, I do like to see that that in, that attention has been brought and it is potentially being se- segregated, you know. I would like to see a guy like Ryan Graves take it all the way, okay? Get rid of the nuts and bolts BS, okay? Because until you have a ship, you got nothing. All you have is data. You have physics, which you can do mathematics on. You have a number of other types of studies you could do. But it's all data. Unless they actually have part of a crash retrieval. Unless they do. And that's what they're studying. That's what we need to know. Okay, and I believe that Ryan Graves, considering his position and the people he knows and the people he's involved with, I really do believe that he knows a lot more than what he does. And for calling on Congress, Ryan, why don't you just tell us what you know? Tell us what you know. Right. Well, he's also collectively doing a new podcast that he interviews other witnesses. And I feel like I can see him drawing together a database that he can publicly point to, uh, you know, as factual, the same way we are kind of looking to draw and create a history now, something that digitally we can access, something that is not only publicly accessible, but accessible to people that need to know it in the Congress or in the public. Mm-hmm. for that matter, but it's all the same information. It's all the same witness information. So there can be no discrepancy and there can be no conflict, right? And these are all very neutral people that are military. And then yes, they are using a buddy system, you know, to find people that they trust, that they can come out and talk on this. And I feel that, that whistleblower collection is going to become more and more important. And even shows like uh, Jeremy Corbell's uh, weaponized that is going to be become a database of these interviews of credible witnesses that we can point to in the public purview as being a database of information. 
Let me ask you this. Okay, because you got me kind of fired up here, and I know you do it on purpose. All right, you're a jerk that way. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean that with all love and respect. You know me well. Okay, but let me ask you this. What's more important? Dots and nuts and bolts. Dots in the sky, nuts and bolts. Or how a guy in British Columbia can phone you up in the middle of the Utah desert and say, point your camera at this angle and film right now. And you guys film some incredible UFO footage because a guy in the middle of the nowhere, British Columbia, asked you to look in that direction. What's more impressive? Um, They're equal. They're equal. How? How? I mean, to the eye of the beholder, they're equal. In my opinion, um, they're both significant and real. Uh, Now, maybe it was more real to me because I lived it and more real to you because you lived it. But on paper, I think they're both significant. Now, You, You have a government who is lying to you about a threat narrative. There is no threat. The Canadian government has come out through their Department of National Defense and said there is no threat to Canadian airspace. Okay, Canadian airspace is pretty, you know, is pretty much the same as U.S. airspace. Right. Okay. But, I mean, you're saying that like you know it. I do know it because that's the facts. Okay. Threats bring money. Okay. Okay. Threats bring bring zeros on a budget. But the point that I'm getting at here, Tim, is this. Nuts and bolts can't tell you how someone, an individual, caught, rang you guys up on the phone, rang Terry Hall up on the phone to say, film now. Right. That, to me, is more impressive than whatever the government is trying to hide from us. I want to know how that happened. And it's not the first time it's happened to me. It's not the first time it's happened to other people. Okay? Yeah. I want to know the story. We got somebody in our chat room right now, and I'm going to bring her up, Nicole Sackage. I'm going to bring up her incident where she got called and summoned to her favorite UFO spot a couple of years ago. Hmm. And she was asking, where are you? Where are you? Okay. And this thing started dancing in the sky for her, I believe, or or flying on by, whatever it may be. Okay? Yeah. She had a feeling that she had to get home. Mm-hmm. She got home. This is a true story. She'll tell you this story herself. She got home. Her dog doesn't meet her at the door. Her, she finds her dog cowering upstairs with dog urine all over himself like he had been petrified scared so after she cleaned that up right wondering what is wrong with her dog and gets her dog calmed down she goes down to her area where she studies her ufos her little office on her kitchen table you know what's sitting on her table Rocks from the quarry where she got summoned to. There is a pile of rocks 
from that quarry sitting on her kitchen table. So the question is, how does that happen? I'm not worried about 68,000 miles an hour. I'm not worried about fighter pilots telling us the exact same story from a different jet, okay, as eyewitness testimony. I want to know how those rocks got on Nicole's table. I want to know how I am able to tell you from nearly 2,000 miles away to start filming between 11 and 11.30 on the skylight and you guys are picking up UFOs. To me, that's the phenomena that needs to be studied. Not some false threat narrative because there is something buzzing your jets. Or we want to play science with them. This is right. well beyond science. Right. Right. And it's so important to bring in that new kind of science into it. Because believe it or not, Dave, we were able to capture the experience that we had with you from mm. multiple data points. So we do have that experience and we have the data for it, but is it of interest to anyone, but my work group and, and you and, and I probably not. And so what I'm saying is that our information, although it's massive and interesting, it doesn't hold the same value as something that is massively public and provable by the military let's say or our government and that the pentagon has verified that this is our video and they can say do they you, don't know what it is but it is uap do you really believe that the u.s government would allow people to understand that they could summon craft well at some point it's going to become obvious um you know that is a big part of it and i think that a lot of work is being done to express that there is that consciousness connection. It seems like from what sure. the media kind of sure, projects but a little bit into. But Tim, you're naive if you think that's going to be disclosed. Okay. Right. No, that's true. That's, I mean, you, in a certain level of media, it is out there already, but um, in mainstream media is the is like the journal going to report on that consciousness connection anytime soon? Is the government going to say that that is something that's a reality? If it's not provable, I don't think so, because it would just be torn apart. The government is all nuts and bolts, as we know, and it's not going to stand behind just theory. It's very hard to prove consciousness even exists. Okay. Right? But... But here's the thing, Tim. They also did a great, TTSA did a great service of segregating UFOs from aliens or ET contact. They did a great job, okay? Because they were able to somehow figure out an answer that if it isn't a single human being flying that craft, Okay. Nobody's in control of it. Nobody has a remote control from a from a desert hut in the middle of Nevada mm -hmm. or in the middle of Russia or China. Okay. Then who's flying it? Something or someone has to be flying it. If they're not human and they're not from this planet, what are they? Because according right. to the according to your government. And Lou Elizondo, Chris Mellon, and all the so-called 
dots experts out there, we can't say it's alien. But if it isn't human, what is it? Right. That question hasn't been elevated publicly by any organization that I'm aware of. I don't know why, but everyone seems like you're focusing on here. Everyone is talking about proving it to themselves in a very nuts and bolts fashion, you know, before they can even elevate the topic to the next level of, you know, so, you know, your, your crowd, our crowd understands that it already exists and they've already thought this through, but we are still waiting for the Pentagon to admit that this is real and then ask the next question. Absolutely. Nuts and bolts is safe. It's safe. Okay, it's yeah. it's putting uh, New York Yankees all-star fielder Aaron Judge up to bat against a picture a pitcher at the at the Little League World Series. Judge is right. going to take him yard every time. Right. Okay. That's just the way it is. Right. It's going to take someone kind of like Gary Nolan to push the envelope a little bit further, where he has the respect of the community and he can push that question. However, it's it's a big question, and you need to keep it very simple. You can't water it down with anything like, could it be from here or another dimension? You need to be it down, very though. clear. That's well, not... I think you just – okay. Well, explain – you know, damn it, we only got about 20 seconds left because we we're going to start right. a great debate there for a second. <laughs> As per usual. As per usual. Darn it, man. Darn it, Timmy. Sorry, buddy. You it's do it to us chat. every time. You <laughs> Didn't even it. get to our third story. Yeah, we'll save the third story for a couple of nights' time when you're back. You know, this is why I love you, man. This is it's why I think fun. you're great. You you open up a lot of eyes to the conversation. And even though we may not see eye to eye on everything regarding UFOs, not UAP. <laughs> okay. I think I think you bring you bring some great game to the table, man. You Thanks, you bring buddy. some great game to the table and uh, we we encourage all of our audience who's watching on YouTube and Twitch stick around for some overtime. But for the rest of you, especially those in radio and podcast land, we have to say goodnight to you. So we'll let you know that we got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, Spreaker, LinkedIn, Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyrighted by Spaced Out Radio. And SOR Media Ventures Limited, thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, say it with me, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu Train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. 
Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you Raymond in Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy. Taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.